That's two times I have pulled your card on Final Fantasy Jab! Uh. (laughs) This is the Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. I'm Josh Bolin. And I'm Jay Baxter. And I'm Jeff Burns. And we are going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. We are in the midst of our second RPG side quest series, where we incrementally fiddle with an old school RPG, start to finish with the assistance of old video game literature. We are aiming to topple Exodus in the Ultima 3 NES port currently, and this is pit stop number two on that undertaking. The accompanying game mag for us on this embarking is the official Nintendo published hint book for the game, a 68-page standalone booklet, and the link to a PDF of that will be in the show notes for the duration of the quest, along with the instruction booklet as well. Emulation disclosure, so you know the tools with which we are undertaking our quest to defeat Exodus. Jay, how are you playing? I am currently playing on, through OpenEMU on my Apple desktop with the standard USB controller. Jab. Uh, NES-topia um, with... Uh, oh, uh, I'm just using the keypad. Nice. Our keyboard. Is that what they mm. call those things? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I am rocking OG NES hardware, complete with NES Advantage, and praying to the ancient lithium battery backup gods throughout my quest. Please review <laughs> the pod if you enjoy our shit. It helps us a lot. It makes us feel really good. And I'm looking forward to this like I would a therapy session if I wasn't too proud and stubborn to go to therapy. So let's get rolling on the quest. to the initial impression of this game, and that starts with the title screen, as it always does. So you pop this baby into your NES. You probably have to wiggle it once or twice first, but you fire it up, and an annoyingly lengthy series of black cards with white text are your first hill to climb. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And they are conveying information that a reasonable video game developer combines into one card at most. We have original version by Origin Systems, NES version by Pony Canyon, Produced by Newtopia Planning, who I never, which I've never heard of in my entire life. I guess I've never heard of Origin Systems either, come to think of it. And then they let us know that it is licensed by Nintendo of America and presented by FCI. And I don't know, it's way to go, guys and gals. But, uh, and let's be honest, probably just guys, actually, given it's 1989. Uh, no women permitted to do anything in the workplace for the most part. <laughs> At least Especially not in RPGs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you all did a thing. We're very proud of you. Now go show mommy and have her put it on the fridge. Like, you know, <laughs> five, five cards worth of, of, of shit to start this thing. It's that shit like... actually happens in games now. I've noticed that like, and, and like, you know, to a degree, I get it. Yeah, you know, I'm not being a dick about it, but like, I see that same thing in like Sea of Thieves or, uh, I think Knights of the Old Republic I was playing recently might do it too. Where, yeah, it's like seven different screens that you cannot exit through. And it's just like, uh, yes, everybody wants their fucking attention for the work that they <laughs> yeah, did. I feel, I feel like it's, it. I don't ever feel like it's slowing you. I mean, you know, there's like loading and shit. And I feel yeah. like that is 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 much more married to that than it is like, like this. Like they don't, you know, we don't need to like, 
it's not loading anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's this right. feels different. It's, this yes. feels different for sure. No, no, no. Yeah, I agree. Slowing but us I, down for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> it's because they they want like I guarantee you the idea was like yeah we could fit this all on one screen, and every single party was like absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you know why? I'll I'll actually tell you exactly why. Because instead of just saying hey there's one screen with a bunch of shit on it, you just said all of the companies. Right. So it worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got their advertisement. Well, you know, I mean, as 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 someone who works in film, and I mean, I you know, I can tell you, it's except for pay, when you are negotiating with fucking actors and their reps, like billing is like a huge fucking deal. It's like a whole <laughs> fucking thing. Like the cast, it's the thing. Yeah, the <laughs> casting director spends all this time and effort jockeying for like second and third position single card and like you know you have those and and with things that like the older who people who feel they're important and want some sort of special something but aren't young enough and important to get that lead credit you know what i mean there's like all wondered about that where it's like it'll just be like jeff burns josh folan with Denzel yeah. Washington. Yeah. Like, why does Denzel get it different? <laughs> because of, and I, you know, yeah. I feel, I know when I, like when I first started because of the role, I would always play like, you know, there's like this graduates movie where I play like the, the antagonist dickhead you, who you only see in two scenes, but like he's talked about the whole time. So like, that was like a situation. Like, I don't know. I got to this place where like, I liked it's, it's just, it seems like less self-indulgent and less important, but it it's still kind of important. It has some sort of special. So I could I can see the appeal to it. I get it. <laughs> ha- having gotten them myself a few myself a few times, uh, but yeah, it is, is obviously all just a vanity jerk off thing. To right. No, okay. Okay. I just want to make sure that was the case. <laughs> yeah, sure. It feels Pretty weird sure though because it seems like it's less important, but they're often like the more known people. So it's just this weird. Dichotomy. Honestly, it's like you know, the, I I've seen fights over that too, and like, yeah, <laughs> uh, like everything else in entertainment, it's fucking kind of a waste of time. The <laughs> terrible idea, it's waste of a time. Idea. Right. Yeah. So uh, finally, after what seems like an eternity of tedium, the title screen does appear, and it is a dual moonlit castle. The title treatment beneath it, Ultima Exodus, and the background is a tiling of. I don't know. They're not exactly the forest tiles in the game, but they look like they maybe could have been a forest-inspired tile or something, you know, <laughs> uh, or rock tiles maybe. I don't know. But it's got the same bluish hue that everything else does, and it has the also the eternal video game gatekeeper press start at the bottom of the screen there. And it's all very static and brooding, much like the title and cave theme they score beneath it. <laughs> Fun anecdote about this this theme song here with the title screen. Playing this fucker, I will often just fire my NES up as I start to kind of get situated to play the game, like gathering my graph paper and mechanical pencil and other essentials. (laughs) Which usually results in the title screen sitting on the TV with that warm melody just playing for many, many minutes before I actually press start and start playing, right? So one of the first times that I did this, Amy's sitting here, at the kitchen table working or something and after a while, and been playing for a while she says to me <laughs> what a what a sound <laughs> <laughs> she, she couldn't quite bring herself to call it music <laughs> yeah. 
I felt like that perfectly captures the appropriate emotional response to this little music uh, thing. And maybe this game in general, <laughs> but definitely this, the, that opening fucking title screen music. So the first thing you get when you do hit start is dealing with the registration menu. And you have to select a game save slot and register a save game file name. Like some kind of very Legend of Zelda or Adventure of Linky, you know, little menu there with uh, uh, Dragon Link. Warrior too. Yeah, do they? No, they don't have. And they, it's just like a text thing, in that one. I think is it not? Like it's, this is like this has the icons like Zelda and and Link do, where they're like. Yeah, uh, that's true. The icons. That Lord British thing with the little. I actually like it. The the swirly cursor they have is kind of a neat little touch that seems to be like an Ultima thing, you know. Mm. Uh, it's a little more. I don't know. Just a little more effort, I think, and what is a simple, stupid thing than Dragon Warrior put forth, but. So for about Dragon Warrior now. What's that? I mean, don't be talking about Dragon Warrior now. We're gonna talk about Dragon Warrior a lot in this. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, be, don't be dumping on it. I mean. <laughs> well, that's one of the few times that it'll probably get the short end of the stick in a comparison. So oh, I think now. I think Dragon Warrior should be able to live with that little I think so. concession. But yeah, for you emulation swine, this is a non-event. For real gamers on OG hardware like me with my big swinging retro dick, this can be a moment filled with nostalgia and pure joy. So I fire mine up. And there are three saved games on the card already. Josh, Jeff, and LBC were the three. <laughs> so, but I mean, first of all, it was it was time to make some hard decisions because there's that's there's no more slots available, so I have to delete one of these things, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up. So you know, obviously the LBC one was the one that was most like you know I don't I, I didn't Who's I had no that? idea what the fuck I have no idea. <laughs> That's what I was, you said. Obviously, I was like, there's nothing obvious about that. Please tell me more about. It. I want to know everything. I'm saying out of choosing them. I checked yours too, and I think I sent you guys the the shit. It was like a super. You did. You had done nothing in the game. Basically. I. What's funny is like, yeah, you sent us that, and then like we started to talk. You know, throughout the over time, the after you sent that. And I was like, it turns out, like, you know, my attempt at that game that's on your cartridge is going to be pretty foreboding um, and, and informative on what's to come for some of us. <laughs> well, I mean, mine is probably a little further, but not by much, I don't think. I was going to say, what, what did yours? So mine had nothing. Uh, what did yours and then also LBCs look like? Well, so, yeah, so mine, my, I, you know, no... I, even where we'll get to in this episode, that save game, and I think anything I've ever, any time I've ever, ever played in my life, way further, uh, or rather, much further than any of those, including okay. what's there. But yeah, for LBC, so the names in the party were Lance, and then Lance again. <laughs> character named Lance. The next character was to just two capital A's or two A's. There's no fucking capitals in the, in the game. But and then G. So I have no fucking <laughs> idea what was up with that party at all. What? And, yeah. And my, my only guess, like the only thing LBC means to me is either summertime in the LBC by the <laughs> I ride with the, I slide with the, from the LBC. Yes, <laughs> which is a fantastic fucking song. Or, uh, and that actually features Warren G, which is amazing. Uh, and yeah. the or or Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg, where he also talks about the LBC. Uh, yep, deal. that's so, what I immediately thought of when you said it. So, yeah, Snoop Dogg. Right. So, yeah. Doggy Style is a top ten album of all music. Yeah. Both of these songs have their merits and could easily have influenced a teenage me to use that for a save game name. 
uh, in between acrylic graphics bong rips. <laughs> 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 out of crack bedroom window could have very possibly happened, but uh, I yeah I just don't I, I don't remember for sure, and I'm not even entirely certain that it was me. Like right, you know, <laughs> it could have been any of like Ted's friends, right? Right, exactly. So who? Maybe friends named Lance. <laughs> not that I know. Of. <laughs> or maybe Lance was just like very full of himself and was like, if anybody's gonna save it, it's gonna be two of me. So fuck it. <laughs> I was kind of fucking dying just trying. But yeah, there's just, you, you can't, there, and there, I cannot say enough about how much fun uh, I've said it a million times when we, ever we've talked about a game on this pod where it has saved games and I get an old cart. Like, the oh first, my God. When I first turned on Dragon Warrior and going through that fucking save game was just, oh, it's just amazing how that makes you feel. <laughs> I, I, I have our original Dragon Warrior cartridge here at my house and I would send it to you so that you could fire it up or I'd fire it up myself. But like, what are we going to find? Right. It's just, I I was able to tell like where the saved game was because I like tried to when I first fired up I tried to just go in and, mm-hmm. and knock out the Dragon Lord thinking that I was like at a place whenever I would have had that saved game that was just like knock the Dragon Lord's lights out and that was right. not <laughs> <laughs> lights got knocked out but it wasn't his right exactly uh, so yeah there's fun behind yes it's 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 unfortunately you know be very different for a modern kid because there'd just be more contextual evidence of you as a person in a, in a modern game than an older game of course you know so there's right like if i fired mine up like it, it might be like there'd be like two saved games it'd be josh and jeff and be <laughs> at like some level with some amount of gold and some equipment like that's not that interesting whereas like a, a fallout 4 a kid who grows up a fallout 4 could fire that game up two decades oh, later, and there's gonna dude. like how they wanted to build their little housing community. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing, I fired up, I I beat Fallout New Vegas in like 2017, and then I fired it up like a couple months ago, and it was just like, even only after like a year and a half or something, it was like fucking bang, like a ton of nostalgia, and (laughs) so much stuff to be interested in. Sure. So I went with Lorik for my registration name, Uh, it was five characters. Or rather, you have five characters to work with, so it just kind of seemed right. What did you guys use? Uh, well, I don't need to uh, fill every space with some sort of expression, so I just went with Jeff. Okay. okay. I went with, well, <laughs> I did this part so many times, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh god i forget yeah i just I, I didn't realize how easy the question was for me and how difficult it would be for you right, i'm like let me think about this uh so i ended up just going with jerry at the end of it <laughs> oh my gosh i it was frustrating because like i went with gent at, like gentle at first and then the next screen is handmade or ready-made and i had at first i went okay let me go ready-made but then i didn't like the choices so then i switched to handmade but then there were too many choices so i was like no nah, forget <laughs> that let me go back to ready-made and yeah it was just it was uh, it took yeah. a while <laughs> yeah yeah so okay so you you whatever you fucking choose name wise the next thing you're, you have to deal with is the party creation menu and that starts with a two option set thing you have create or continue and if you have a party you can just go to continue and start playing ultima but this first time you don't so the yeah as you mentioned yeah there are well even before you get there you have the the creation menu has to examine create discard form party and previous mm-hmm. menu and they also i kind of like it's a neat little touch i think that they have each one of the occupation sprites up top on the screen 
kind of cute. That is cool. I'll give that. Yep. So you can see them, yeah. Uh, and so yeah, selecting create a second time gives you the option of yeah, handmade or ready made. And the latter is yes for lazy role playing enthusiasts that just can't handle rolling their sleeves up and creating characters from scratch. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Objects are just awful. The obviously the attributes are obviously predetermined. Like there's just no. I just can't imagine. Uh, uh, needing to get into the game that badly where <laughs> i mean i guess i could understand it if like so the, the problem is i have a little bit of for we have a little bit of foresight into this uh the three of us but two of us especially like okay two things here even if the ready-made characters were the best possible distribution of attribute points i would still want to distribute those attribute points myself mm. secondly like I know that they're going to give me some like bullshit distributions of said attribute points that's going to make the game more difficult. So it, it's just do you know I'll that? Do, do you really know that? Because I do. Even if you put your own in it, do you really think you have? It's like we were talking about the the stock shit. It's like before we go, like, <laughs> this is not like stocks. I think it's I not. know what's going to happen. I don't really have any fucking idea what's going to happen in actuality. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I'll put it this way. You go make a ranger with five strength and five dexterity and a bunch of intelligence and let me know how that goes for you. Like, honestly, honestly, after playing the game and knowing how I distributed things, I'm not entirely... That's you know. a good point. I guess I... Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll know, like, get there. We'll get... Either way, I, I want to do it know. myself. This is my party. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know that it has any influence on what happens in the game. I'm not even fucking sure that the goddamn... Weapons do. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact that intelligence and wisdom has. Well, yes, those for sure have a have a right because they a lot they they determine how how uh, powerful of spells you can cast. You know for sure. So that has a lot of relevance. And also your MP, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm not mistaken, it that's also determines your MP. That's, that's oh, what I mean okay. That. The amount of MP you like, that's my whole thing. Like, we'll get into it, but like the 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 Havzy willpower or the Havzy spellcasters that I have, that's not the mage. You know, they have. I think they each have seven MP. So it's not that they don't have those willpower spells that are more powerful. It's they don't have enough MP to cast them, so they're not even available on the menu. You right. know what I mean? It's not that they because like they they only have. Uh, undead and and open, even though the half spell thing that they're supposedly uh, that that is their willpower spellcasting ability should I believe grant them access to that third one heal, which would have been super helpful. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that fucking later. You go in. So I guess yeah. Let's just talk parties. So Jay, what you, you sent me an updated thing that actually exhibit some game progress of some kind so i'm assuming you have settled on what your party is going to be with a little more certainty than perhaps our earlier discussions in the week <laughs> so so talk to yeah. us talk to us about your party and why uh, yeah and and this may change because I, I realize now that i've ordered a new gaming laptop like this i may have to start over again since it's a pc and i'm currently on you know a mac so i, I may have to start over again as i think about this but um, so I started with a wizard, a cleric, a tank, and a stupid thief. And Ooh, fuck's a tank. Ooh, yeah, I, or, I mean a fighter. A fighter. <laughs> in my mind, 
<laughs> I'm thinking like modern gaming, and I'm thinking like I guess, having a tank. But I guess fighter, we should have been yes. able to connect the dots there, but yeah. Okay. And and also, I I take other issue with it. This is funny to see the two RPG guys jumping on, just immediately <laughs> piling on. Like, whoa, whoa, you did it all. Oh. <laughs> well, but what I will are their say, classes I mean... and what are their races? Not a clue. Irrelevant. <laughs> Irrelevant. Completely not irrelevant at so, all. To uh, to my to my earlier point, I went with the ready-made characters after going through that like screen multiple times and being unsure of it and just being like kind of annoyed at the whole process. I was like, okay, let me just get these four. I'm trusting the game not to give me like stupid like races and things that don't matter. So I trusted. I expected it at this point. Like it's really not going to matter. The mechanics of it. The the, the ready-made yeah. thing is funny because the mm-hmm. way it works is you it just presents you two options that are ready to go and you have to choose one of the two and you can you can hit b or something and like you know i don't want either of these and go to the next two option set but it is a weird thing i've never seen a game do that you know where it's just like here's a couple of options even with pictures like pick one you know usually like you you can auto like you can you know when you make a character in wizardry even like a more intense game like this wizardry you just you do you do the roll and you just keep rolling you know and it's just mm-hmm. different attribute like yeah you don't go through and roll for each attribute you just hit roll and it gives you all six attributes and then you pick your you want if you want to go with it you then pick further into the process but like i've never i've just never seen this kind of thing you know right and and, and that's what, what i and that's and sorry, go ahead what do you think wizardry does this will be quick i'm sorry you just hit, you hit, you you roll attributes, do you not? And then after you... You, you roll for like a, your your race gives you base attributes, and then you roll for oh, a number you, of okay. distributive okay. attributes. So yeah, you pick the race first. But either way, all I'm saying is you kind of just go through step by step and like pick things in a numbers basis and make choices uh, out of the entire option set as opposed to here's two totally ready-made things, pick one. You know what I mean? It's just a very different and, and I guess less wide open way to do it. Which makes sense because the whole purpose of it is to, you know, kind of bridge the novice player into the game without them having to make any critical decisions. You know what I mean? I get yeah. why that way and what they had in mind with it. It's just like so many things in in this game. Otherwise, just I've never seen this anywhere else. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how I kind of took it, though. That's so. But that's kind of what I did. So I would right. like but I did it at first just trying to get the four classes like the wizard, cleric, tank and thief, because that's what I thought was like the most balanced or whatever and even though because of the thief and i didn't really want that what's that i don't think it lets you pick the same thing again like i don't think you see once you pick a class in that system it i think it you don't see it again it it kind of seems i'm not sure i'm not sure because i cycled through but i mean when i went back through and like what i'm playing now um instead of all that and obviously we'll get to the reasons why i have a a different layout But, but i ended up now going with the wizard the cleric, the fighter, and the ranger. And I did that, but this time using the ready-made, I was still able to flip through until I got that, until I was able to say, okay, this is a fuzzy wizard. Okay, that's what I want. Is that, and when the fighter came up, okay, what is that? Is It's a dwarf? Okay, I'll take that. You know what I mean? So it just made sense to me, which, you know, to line up the races along with the classes. So that's what I ended up with. Okay. What are their names, Jay? They're pe- these are people, uh, not just piles <laughs> of statistics. Um, <laughs> I did not irrelevant names at this point because I had to do this so many times. I'm my wizard is me. So since I always play a magical character, whether I'm playing yeah, so no matter the RPG I'm playing, I'm usually like a wizard or a mage or elementalist. So I named myself Jay 
um, my my fighter, my tank. He's I named him A B after after the multiple iterations. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't remember why I did that. I think maybe I just got annoyed. But uh, my my ranger I named Hawk for like Hawkeye because of the bow and arrow thing. And then my cleric, he's just he's just H Professor H because he's a healer. All right. Yeah, talk to, me, talk to me about your uh, adventures. Um, so what did I do? Um, actually, I, I don't even remember. I'm actually in the middle of a battle right now, so I can't even status <laughs> check this shit. Um, well, I started. Okay, so I went with. Oh no, I guess I can. I guess that is how that works. Don't do it in a battle. You'll you you'll you'll skip your turn. You can't go back. That's right. right. <laughs> <You're fucked. laughs> um, I got a. So I started off with a human ranger, which is uh, named after me. Jab actually is my name. And then I went with a. Uh, it looks like I went with a dwarven paladin, uh, and considering that those are female, uh, I picked my buddy Jesse to role play that. Uh, she's a doctor, so she, uh, you know, healing. Um, and then I got two wizards, and I they appear to be fuzzy wizards, um, and they are named Tim and Tebow. Tebow, you guys know from playing Sea of Thieves. Uh, Tim, you know as the youngest of the Carlson boys. I actually didn't think to write down my races do you think that was wise uh yeah it was not wise actually i regret it right now but um i can still i can still talk about my my gang here i have a paladin named Odie. i have a ranger going by loric and my esteemed thief is of course todd my wizard is known in all the land as mcbean which is an homage <laughs> GM head coach combo of champions Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and and I wanted so as far as like my logic behind each one, I wanted the that Paladin for the ability to use all the weapons and armor and still get some spell tree action. So that was the the thinking there. The Ranger has both spell trees, and that was cool to me. And a also a pretty solid weapon and armor track, given I'm not gonna have a tank of sorts, as as Jay would say. The the uh <laughs> The thief was to give me the option of stealing shit just in case, and he, <laughs> I've found, is otherwise pretty fucking useless. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the case. Yeah, he, he, he's quite limited on the weapon and armor fronts, and I haven't been able to steal a fucking thing yet. Uh, <laughs> I haven't even seen a treasure chest other than what a uh, an enemy what an enemy drops. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I just don't even know what the fuck. I just don't. I don't know. But the the wizard, lastly, I chose because obviously he's a fucking wizard. <laughs> he's a peak <laughs> magic tree access, and he can only use the dagger and wear cloth, though, which, as you might imagine, sucks huge dick in this game. <laughs> yeah, I but, think there was, I had a little bit of logic behind mine. I don't think I got the touch on that. I guess my logic was, like, I wanted to have somebody who could fight with, with melee weapons, which turns out that's probably not a great idea. Uh, that that would be my ranger and actually the paladin i figured paladin would be like the healing thing that hasn't worked out yet and <laughs> but i did remember like so much like can you name one thing that has worked out <laughs> no. well a little bit i'm about to yeah. um i right. thought i remembered 
a long, long time ago, probably when I was, it might have been like 10 years ago, I was like, oh, I know what I'll do, I'll play Ultima, and then I probably got to the character creation screen and gave up. Um, but I think what happened, I think I read somewhere that this game had, like, the magic in this game is, like, overpowered. And, like, you're going to be primarily doing things with magic, so I, that's why I picked two wizards. And that has turned out to be mostly true so far. Has I was it? about to say, man. I was going to say, I'm wondering, like, it sounds like you guys never play magical characters in RPGs, because I only play them. Oh, that's not true at And all. My, my cleric and, like, mage combo, that's all I need. My cleric heals, and my mage just does repels and missiles and everything yeah, dies. Yeah. Like, hey. it feels fantastic. I'll tell you what. <laughs> With my game, limited playing time. Yeah, so. this game, when everyone's at level one, and this game, the second that's no longer the case, are two completely different games. And <laughs> I will tell you right now that your wizard and the the you know the the cleric too probably. I don't have one, but I'm guessing I have a pretty good idea of their utility uh, from an offensive standpoint. The use of those or the relevance of those characters once that repel and that undead spell no longer work and they won't on anything but these initial enemies drops uh uh precipitously <laughs> like fucking it's it's a it's a like it's like uh what do you call that the fucking mariana trench <laughs> like you're going you're going everything's fine boom center of the earth <laughs> fucking useless so okay well that, that that would actually mostly sync with my strategy and style so far but we'll get to that of course well you know once I, i'm i'm always speaking you know i will get there but this is you know i have not increased the uh arcane power of my wizard yet in any way shape or form so perhaps down the line or i hope and i assume down the line their how effective they are and what they can do will change for the better but oh, i'm sure you know i mean they, early they definitely on, level up and get more skills for sure <laughs> i don't know for sure jay but yeah I, you hope what? <laughs> pushing it man they, we'll get there we'll get there but yeah okay. i definitely <laughs> definitely not for sure <laughs> i don't know i mean we have the manual here the spell casting tree i mean they have size skill i know which damages. I, know. I, mean, I fucking know, Jay. I know it's, 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 it's as as grizzled RPG. And I don't see it in the game. <laughs> as, as grizzled RPG veterans, this feels different. Like hey, I'm trying to give myself right some hope. I'm trying to give myself some hope to continue playing this game. All right, like I need Stop that right that. now. Whatever, whatever keeps your ship afloat, Jay. So once you get your peeps settled, you select form party and you're off to Sosaria. And I think it's actually worth mentioning. I didn't. I didn't think to when when you're doing the handmade thing, you don't get to like, it's like you create characters by or sorry by handmade or ready made. When you when you select them by handmade or make them by handmade, you just keep making characters and you go back to the menu and you can form your party out of whatever. When you do ready made, the second you pick four characters, you're like boom into the game. <laughs> like it doesn't like there's no going back. You know, I mean, you can always hit reset, I guess, but you don't get to like make a bunch of options with ready-made and then kind of form your own party the way you can with, with handmade too. And that's a, that's a small difference, but, or as rather as well, but either way, however you form your party, you do so and you're off to Cesaria. And the first thing you get is kind of this, uh, this, I would call it the King cinematic. And this is a presentation where your four heroes parade out in front of Lord British for the delivery of a little speech that he gives. And that speech goes something like this. Welcome, ye four brave souls, 
Exodus, Dreadful Devil, is about to wake up now in this region. If so, our world will be covered by darkness. Brave ones, seal Exodus and save this world. Get ready for your journey. So he makes a hyperbolic and definitive statement about Exodus' awakening and then immediately backtracks on it with an if. (laughs) 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 So like, this guy, not my president, man, this fucking dude. (laughs) He, He also says, get ready for your journey and then proceeds to offer nothing in the way of physical aid. So unless we are to assume the gold and dagger cloth combo that seems to be bound to characters like that that's we should mention that too when when you create your characters that's every one of them has that that same you don't get like class specific starting equipment everyone gets the same bullshit they get 100 gold and a dagger cloth equipment combo so unless the idea is that you didn't have this stuff in your trek to lord british's castle which seems unlikely to me he gives you nothing. <laughs> they always do. I, I think I talked about this in Dragon Warrior. Like, please save the kingdom. Like, it's a kingdom that literally implies that it's incredibly valuable. But, but we don't have anything to give the, you. It has the treasure chests in the throne room that are, like, clearly meant for you, I think. You know? Right, but it's a kingdom. Like, I know you have more yeah, than 60 gold. Can, yeah, I agree that he can do better. But I'm right. simply saying at least some tangible effort to aid you in your quest whereas lord british here is just like hey guys go figure it out (laughs) if you ask me all these kings are effectively doing the same for all of these people that they need in their employ which is nothing (laughs) that's it it cuts from that to the game basically and you know you're standing outside the castle and the first thing you're gonna have to figure out is kind of the ui and how this game works you know even if we we read the hint book and presumably any player is going to have read either the manual or this and have some idea of of how to traverse this but you know it's still a lot (laughs) (laughs) and yeah you it's worth i guess talking about kind of the the way it works i would say of all the things to complain about in this game the ui isn't really one of them i mean the, the menu is it's straightforward and yeah if you read the manual and shit you would have kind of a you know the there's it, it, it actually the, the headbook in particular does a very good job of telling you about the subtle differences from maybe what your expectations would be with menu commands in an RPG. You know, the the needing to talk to people more than one time and little shit like that. Like, I think it does a pretty good job in this book of setting you up for anything you might not have known, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, you know, like it's a grizzled RPG veteran of uh, these older systems. It was immediately familiar. Like, I got it. There was absolutely no hang-ups. There was the one thing where, like, you have to hit the select button to get into the second part of the well, even that, the Even that is in the book. It but... tells you that. You know, it's a okay. small little yeah. herb, you know, but it, it does tell you that uh, as well, because I'm sure... <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, yeah, we'll get there, too, but I, I, didn't, I, I didn't know at first either. I had to... What do you mean, gold? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how? <laughs> where the fuck is that at? Uh, yeah, so Jay, you're le- less experienced, I guess, uh, not to throw you under a bus, but like, were you, did this fucking, did you spend any time like, how the fuck do I do this thing that I need to do? <laughs> I mean, at first, just with any game, it takes a second to get used to the controls, but after that, it was fine. I mean, pretty intuitive. After playing like Dragon Warrior, this didn't really seem to be a stretch, you know, so it was fine. Yeah, pretty much. If you play Dragon Warrior, you, you pretty much get it, I would say. 
so you're standing like the you know drops you Lord British's castle and the royal city, the first city in the game uh, on the overworld map are basically right next to each other. So you start there kind of between the two of them. So I think let's get into the castle first. That makes the most sense to me. So you head in here and you find the resident bard's tune is a serene one. Castle layout is relatively traditional, kind of, I think, straight ahead to, you know, straight ahead to the main man LB is, is how it always works the, to, to the king, you know, and there's a, a pond and a fountain centrally located. That's also a, a RPG castle staple. <laughs> and yep. there, as far as what else goes on here, there's an inn uh, for saving to the west of the fountain. There to the east of it is a prison area, and that's behind the locked door. And there's off the, the north side of that fountain area, there's another hub. And the throne room is just above that. And then uh, there's, like, I don't know what you want to call that. To the west of that hub room, there's like a, I'm, I, I'm calling it a cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's as good as any other description. <laughs> right, yeah, there's lots yep. of tables, people just milling around. And then the hospital is, is off to the east. And, you know, let's talk about that fucking hospital. The, <laughs> the... The hospital has a little receptionist area with a girl behind the counter, which is kind of adorbs to me. I like that a lot. And then the doctor also has his own little private room, and I like that as well as far as the layout of this goes and just trying to make, you know, I don't know, you know, trying to fit any, like, recognizable anything into these clunky, blocky RPG top-down environments is, like, a, a decent uh, effort, in my opinion. But the, you walk up to the doctor, and he, and he says... I am a healer. What's the matter? And then he presents you a menu with four options. And uh, in, in this case, the options on the menu are cure cold and cure poison. Those are each 100 gold. You can resurrect for 500 gold. And then there is give blood, which has no price. And I assumed this meant he gives you blood, which heals you, and that there was no price because it was on a per HP cost basis, you know, to heal. And that is fucking wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, like, the funny thing is, like, I did not assume that. I was like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to give him some and I'm going to have less HP for it. I did not assume that. Somehow I knew, right. Especially because, you know, the, the, the way the fucking book here described the hospital is that you can fucking heal there. Like, that's a healer. Like, yeah, they call it a healer. Yeah, and being a I healer, just... you're not doing a very good job, buddy. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I assume there must be a way in which to heal yourself at this fucking merchant and... That is the only possibility, so that must be it. <laughs> and yeah, when you select it, that's not what happens. You, like, as Jab, you described, you, you you have to pick a character, and they have 100 HP deducted, and in exchange for that, they gain 30 gold. And when wow. that happened, yeah, exactly. When that happened, man, I just like, and this was, you know, one of the first things, as you know, it's fucking, and and as the idea that I played this game so many times. And I had no idea that that's what that was and how it worked. It's just like, to me, I don't know. It's just get the fuck out of here. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> like the idea that you can sell your blood in this game. And I don't know. I mean, has that jab, has that ever been done prior? And is it ever done in any other game ever again? Like I've never seen that in a video game ever. Not that I'm aware of. I, I'm not that I'm aware of, man. And like, <laughs> not, not to like spoil what's coming down the road, but like, 
the idea that this game would have an option to give away your health <laughs> for not the same return yeah, and not like offer it. an option to reattain the health is unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely unbelievable. Like this, like, I, I guess this would be like, you know, cause I played dragon warrior without armor just to be different. And like, now I'm thinking like, I don't know, maybe play dragon warrior without going to an end. <laughs> Because that's what this is. Not possible. That the game is designed around you having that capability, particularly yeah. if you get there. Well, yeah, you know what the problem is. I think this one is too, <laughs> <laughs> but they just don't have healing. I, I, I we'll talk about that later. Uh, it so it gets better than than even this. Like that's a surface. Fuck you to me. The so each one of the you know as we, we talked about the layout of the castles and towns pages in the hint book. In our last episode, but the, the each one of them has this one point kind of like just random hint thing for each town, right? And the one point for the castle says a doctor, and this is exactly what I was talking about, a doctor in the castle treats people who suffer from illness or poison. He also gives blood to people who need it. Another fucking reason that Ooh. I thought that, that way. Exactly. So oh. very specifically. The people who made this book didn't play the fucking game. That's actually true. He doesn't give blood. He takes it. And that means the blind are leading the blind with this hint book, and we are totally fucked. (laughs) Game over. We're done. New game. We are totally fucked. It's all a farce. Oh, my God, man. It's just, you know, that's just the first. There'll be so many more things. And that's literally just the first five seconds of the game. (laughs) Just turned it on. What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, actually. But, wait, yeah, we, but uh, wait a minute. Who cares about the hospital? And the but the fact that north of the hospital, making the whole situation worse, that you can't heal there, is that like what is this death trap oh, of yeah, like yeah. walking? Yeah, like, well, explain the, this to me, please. Between those, and Lord yeah, British's castle, island. right by the hospital. Come you should have, especially those ones. The the red ones, the lava. I'll give you because that kind of looks like dirt and you don't have any pre-existing 8-bit RPG exposure to what that might be. But though that barrier tile thing that's north of the hospital looks exactly like the fucked up shit. No. Yes, it does. But you're, but you're in lore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But to me, like you're in lore British's castle. Like I just started off my quest. Like why? I, I don't understand. Like that's that just to that me. The castle. I don't, I don't know if you can, get to it it did not look the same to me (laughs) that i don't know if you can get to any of those barrier tiles right i'll I'll go in there and check it out yeah i'm not entirely sure but it's definitely present there in in the initial castle uh but yeah i mean you know it it goes without you should have known just from the conversation about this game that this game doesn't give a fuck about anything so you know you should assume the worst (laughs) like i saw that shit and i was like nope not stepping on that. <laughs> Furthermore, in the hospital, later in the game, I would come to really hate the developers for how many steps you have to take into this fucking castle, losing one HP on every one of them to get to the doctor when poisoned. Like, that's just an extra fuck you, you know? How far that they, there's not a, a, a quicker route to this hospital. Uh, so when you're poisoned, you don't have to take 50 steps in the castle to get to them is just an extra and yet another little developer fuck you, you know? So fortunately, yeah. uh, it, it doesn't follow the traditional RPG poisoning route, which is one step, one HP. What do you mean? I, yeah, it does. I don't think so. Yeah, it does. Even like uh, one turn in a fight. I'm 
fucking yes, it does. Pretty sure it's not. What are you? What are you proposing the system is? I think it either seems to be. I mean, I haven't examined it with too much uh, scrutiny, but it seems to be either random or after a certain number of steps. I'll try and get poisoned here. If it's not just one and maybe two, it's it's frequent enough where you're getting fucked many times walking. Yeah, I mean, poison kills you in this game. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's on a per turn or per step basis for for absolute certain. It's not random. Uh, or even if it is random, it's still based on that catalyst. Last thing to do here uh, until you score some keys and can access the shit behind the locked doors is to drop by the throne room and fuck around with LB. So I walk up to this cat for the first time and I hit the A button and the command menu pops up and talk, you know, talk is up there at the top, of course, but just a mere two clicks below it is the word fight. <laughs> and I hesitate. <laughs> <laughs> I select talk in the long run, but I know I will not walk away from this game without doing the other thing. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> so just the idea that you can fight the king makes me want to love this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, I, I know that there's other games that came after this. Like, uh, I think there's actually an Ultima 4. I think it's called Quest for the Avatar or something. Like, Correct. I've seen that a bunch of uh, Googling around and shit. Yeah, so like, okay, maybe maybe this game, like, you know, maybe the Ultima series, like, does this a lot, and there's other examples, but, like, as far as, like, you know, your general run-of-the-mill RPG that is accessed and, and popular amongst the public, you couldn't just, like, kill anyone you wanted to until, <laughs> like, Fallout 1 would be my first understanding of yeah, that. Well, especially, like, critical... Right good in quotation good guy npcs you know like right like i'm imagine if you kill the king like if you manage to kill the king somehow like i would imagine that changes the way the game works <laughs> i i don't think it's <laughs> going forward i i bet he has just an insane he probably has like whatever the max number of digits that can be associated with an npc's hp i bet his is 9999 whatever however many digits <laughs> you think i'm not going to kill this motherfucker before the end of the series you're wrong <laughs> I don't. I. Uh, I. Yeah. I want to know. That's that's one hundred percent percent a fence test. I want to see. No question. But I'm almost certain you can't do it, or at least not in any reasonable. I just don't see how. Because you, you know that's the thing too, dude. You say that like there is a game breaking upgrade that you can achieve. Like it won't even. It it, it tells you in the book. It you can't even go battle the last guy until your characters are maxed out. How do you think you're going to get your characters to a place where they can defeat what the developers intended to be unbeatable? Like, <laughs> like you still listen to that book? <laughs> I trust that when it tells me something that's going to be impossible, I believe it. Because it doesn't say that about just about anything, even though there's a lot of shit that is. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, I don't trust that uh, max level bullshit now. Uh, I look forward to finding out. Oh, by the way, poison is one step, one hit point. I told you, bitch. Well, <laughs> now we fucking know, okay? You didn't. You weren't certain. I looked at the data certain. and ran the I only experiment. I questioned it when you started questioning me. I was absolutely. I wrote it down. You've been known to be wrong yes. before. Occasionally, it's rare though. When you when you talk to the king, you have to choose which character is doing the talking, and the menu and king theme that opened up the segment rips in before he speaks, which is cool. And like you know, like even like they do that. On, there's a few. It does that a few times that I've noticed. Like when you're speaking to someone of importance, it will actually change the music tune on you, even within the environment that you're in. And, and that is comparatively 
to how much these games will hammer you over the head with narrative significance. That is a, a relatively subtle thing to do. To Obviously, the king is known to be significant, but there's other characters where you're not so sure. And that, that's a cool little touch, I think. Hmm. That's, that's interesting because uh, I play on silent because I'm playing uh, with the game sped up so that I can level a little bit faster. And uh, I, I can't hear music, so affect your experience for sure it absolutely well <laughs> i think once i get leveled up like decently however that works I, I actually, <laughs> i'm on level i think i'm on level two and maybe only for like one character um even though i have like a thousand experience for my uh, paladin yeah. for example we'll get to that too but that's smart for sure <laughs> okay. that's that's very good yeah so this dude says uh, lb says welcome back initially here uh, when you're when you're talking to them anyways if you haven't done some fighting well uh, he says welcome back Odie. i know you had hardships on this journey but you are not experienced enough yet come back after you have had more experience and i really i like that wording it, the, the the come back after you have had more experience it's using it in a way that different differentiates the request from just a statistic you pile up you know it's like go out and and the, and and, and and achieve real-world battle hardening is kind of what that means, you know? And <laughs> Do some shit. Right, exactly. He could say, and like Dragon Warrior says, like, return to me when you've gained 74 more experience points. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, <laughs> we're here, it's just like vaguely, like, go out and fucking work harder, you know? And, and I think that's a good effort towards role-playing. So that's cool. And that is all the interaction available in the LB department for the for the moment, unfortunately. So... There's also a locked door here in the throne room that gatekeeps a substantial part of the castle that we'll cover later in the quest once we get keys. And before we head over to the royal city next door, let's get into our first Ultima Exodus edition of Townsfolk Chatter. And the guards that are everywhere say the exact same fucking thing, and that's super boring. Welcome to the Lord British's castle. And I even, like, this is where the, the my first time I tried to, like, fence test with this shit i talked to one six times no change the boring fucks so <laughs> i decided to implement my tintagel adventure knowledge and checked the outside of the castle first thing when i started talking to anyone other than the guards anyways and that led me to a cat all the way up around up in the northeast corner that says if you get tired on the journey use the tent and while doing this i also clocked a ship in the moat on the west side of the the castle and I assumed that that was where you get your ship, you know. Um, we'll talk about that later, too. That's not the case. <laughs> but uh, there is a ship there that you can eventually fuck with once you get through the locked doors. But what appeared to me to be a little girl hanging out near the fountain says, if you run out of food, you may starve to death. And that is some real shit for a little kid to be running around spotting off to strangers, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the medieval world was a fucking tough one, dude. Kids were well aware. You need food or you die. Even the ones that lived at the castle in, in relative uh, extravagance. Yes, relative <laughs> is the key term there because the king is not your friend and he never will be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. A dude dressed like a BDSM enthusiast stands watch at the door to the prison area and says, only the brave venture forth and follows that up on the second talk at him with, leave as soon as you finish. So... Definitely a sex club behind that door. Yep. <laughs> I actually, no joke, thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Especially the way you dress. In the cafeteria... Uh, God damn it. In the cafeteria area westward of the throne room hub, there's a girl that asks, are you descendants of Link? And this, to me, got to be a Nintendo joke. And it's the first time that you get... Like, I saw this a lot, where they 
break the fourth wall basically they they do this quite a bit with the dialogue where they you know they they have townspeople that talk to the player and not the characters you know what i mean and that to me is is fun but i'm surprised at how rampant it is right but like that... one time where they ask for howard and dragon warriors exactly. one thing but but this feels different to me like when they asked me that it seemed almost to me like an attempt to link those games like it didn't seem like an appeal to the player to me that's i i just took it like are they trying to make this connected to link or they're trying to like make me as a player feel like this game is connected so i feel like i'm more invested in this game that's how i felt <laughs> that's that's heavy psychoanalysis of it possible <laughs> well i mean how else do you reference another another game property that's not your property you know what i mean well, so that's just kind of random probably, you know they you know i can totally see well, one, I'm guessing this is not in the original version. You know, that's my assumption here. Oh, duh. Yeah. For obvious reasons. Well, obvious reasons. Obvious, actually, because the, the original one was done in like 1980. Nintendo didn't exist yet. And right. It definitely didn't exist. <laughs> so, so it's definitely not in the original. Yeah, but, that didn't occur to me. Right. So going into the porting of this, you know, they're trying to bring this to the NES. They have Nintendo of America licensing it. And, and that's mentioned in our title card, so we know for sure. <laughs> and, you know, I can see... FCI's fucking sales guy or whatever the fuck dude who interfaces with Nintendo of America over at FCI like bringing this and being like oh look at this look how fucking look how much we're acknowledging you know the Nintendo specific edition of this game you know what I mean I can totally see that being like a thing that they were proud of or thought was an asset in trying to get this game onto the NES you know what I mean because NES was did have heavy scrutiny of of things particularly ports I think you know wanting some sort of we've talked about how Double Dragon they wanted Dan to fucking make something that was different than the arcade version so there was a reason for people to want to own the NES one over any other uh, edition of it you know what I mean so unbelievable they were like hey just make hey make a game again (laughs) yeah do some (laughs) do the work you just did and then do it again (laughs) right Dude, they were. I mean, there's countless stories about how fucking ruthless Nintendo has been over the years. So it doesn't surprise me at all. But it, you know, and that the, that's for this one specifically. I would say you know, there's ones that aren't Nintendo specific like this too. And you know, I, I think, it, like I said, I think it's just a bit of a Ultima. I feel like uh, when I played, I think I'm, I'm, you know, we we talked about this on the last Magap Jay, how the how in that Game Pro there was Ultima Four on SMS and. There was, I can't remember a specific of what it was, but there was something I remember seeing early on in the brief play that I did of that, that was kind of in the same thing and made me think like, or in the same vein rather, and made me think this is kind of like an Ultima staple where they frequently break the fourth wall and, and, and just have fun with it like that, you know, a little, more, uh, yep. a little more free. I do remember that. Right. So a dude in the same area, the cafeteria warns, I'm not, or rather, I'm told that treasure chests are booby traps. And that's a true fact, homie. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that they are yeah. booby trapped, but rather that they are booby traps. <laughs> yeah, they pretty much always are. Yep. More, more we'll get to in Tales of the Grind. Lastly, the dude behind the slop, the slop counter here in the cafeteria cell says, travel all over the world, into the ground, into the forest, into the sea, and the islands. And... Uh, it's like, yeah, that's that's the plan when it comes to questing, Brosif. Like thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I will go all the places. <laughs> yeah, that's how this shit works. So, get a bit redundant there with that one. So yeah, that was kind of it for for the castle for me. Did you guys have any notable fucking interactions that that jumped out to you as something worth talking about? 
other than dying, nope. Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much no, except for that I thought the castle looked uh, very much like the uh, Dragon Warrior castle. Um, but having said that, uh, I, I strongmanned my point and realized that there's probably, you know, a couple of different designs for castles that are super effective. And uh, it's not surprising that they would emulate each other. So, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, like I mentioned, yeah, you always have that fountain in the fucking middle. You're, the king's always going to be a straight shot up at him. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> like, uh, you get some guard towers, of course, you know. <laughs> you got you got your moat. You got the town outside. You're, you got a kingdom rolling, baby. Yep. Okay, so then you can, once you're done there, pop over to the royal city next door. And I started by exploring the periphery of this place, too. And if you do that, you find a wooded area on the north side of town. And given that we haven't talked about the overworld yet, this is our first exposure to the forest tiles in the game. And and we actually should have mentioned this for the castle, too. The fog of war applies in these towns, too. You, if you, you know, fucking, if, you, if your characters can't see whatever the fuck that something is supposed to be around a corner or whatever, any sort of obstruction, it fog of wars. You just can't see what's going on there. You can't see if there's sprites there, enemy or friendly. Like it just, you know, it does a, a very heavy job of, of utilizing that fog of war shit, which also something that, you know, I don't know. I, you don't see in these games this early, really, but you don't see it. And I think I like it. Oh, I think, yeah, I, I have a big, you know, when we get, again, when we get to the overworld, I have a big, fucking spiel about it too I, I like it too and i think it's 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 shocking how dynamic it is if you yeah know. like you wouldn't think that it works as well as it does but it does i mean basically every step you take in the game it, it repopulate it, it recalculates and repopulates the fog of war and yes game that seems like crazy processing to me but right and you you also don't necessarily well, if we're going to talk about it later we'll just talk about it later so yeah so you get into these force tiles and in the case of these, once you walk into it and go more than one tile into the forest area, you only have one tile of visibility in all directions from your lead sprite. And that also is, you know, it's just as far as specifics, really fucking cool. You know, the, it makes, you know, the, it, 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 again, trying to just create real world, not emotions, but real world experiences within the confines of the structure of one of these games, I think it does a good job. Like, that, that's a very good thing, or a rather impressive effort to make you feel like you're in a woods or in a wooded area where, you know, it's you fucking don't know what the hell's around you. <laughs> right. You <know? laughs> and out, out in Overworld in particular, it's it's obviously a different story because then you're dealing with, with bad things possibly. But it's just even in here, it's kind of like finding the people to talk to becomes difficult, and that is correct. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get out of the fucking woods. Like exactly. So I hadn't read it yet prior to playing the game, but in doing the, the kind of notes and shit, the I realized that the H the hint book mentions this area as their number one suggestion for for the royal city, and says there are some important characters in the dark forest. If the party if the party is courageous enough to investigate these dark and ominous places, there may be some significant discoveries, and we shall see in the town souls chatter. So as far as what is available to you in the Royal City, commerce-wise, there's a pub here, there is a grocery store, and you have both a weapon a weapon shop and an armory. And suggestion number two in the hint book is to equip the party, and I agreed. <laughs> so I headed straight there to do some shopping at the armor bodega. 
And before buying shit, I checked my status and again was reminded that everyone has a dagger and cloth armor. <laughs> so, you know, if you talk to the armorer first and you kind of look at what's available to you with that knowledge in mind, the cloth, like everyone starts with 100 gold, right? So the cloth to buy that is 75 gold. So you're basically, you know, the leather armor, the, the next upgrade to that is 195 gold. So it's kind of safe to say you're not doing any armor upgrading right from the jump here. <laughs> you know, yep. you're kind of, kind of stuck with what, what it is. Um, but I think I might have, like, you know, we talked about it with Dragon Warrior, but I'm always kind of a little more minded towards the defensive. So I think I might have gotten my Paladin the leather armor and kind of dealt with what I could not do with the other characters in exchange for that. You know what I mean? And doing that, I... I learned the fucking the selling mechanic in this game the selling system is fucking incredible man like the so that you sell the cloth back and you get 60 gold and this it's an 80 percent sellback rate basically that is a constant at these shops through with all weapon and armor so i mean <laughs> that's absolutely lit roi <laughs> yeah that is actually pretty because uh, i've not sold anything yet so oh, use questing materials 80 yeah. percent back on them it, that's, that's incredible. cool. Wait, yeah, well, fucking incredible. I mean, Dragon Warriors is fifty percent back, just as one example. And I don't know if you're ever getting any better than that anyway. So, and not to mention, can you can you sell anything anytime in this game? Um. Well, yeah. So, though, yeah. I mean, I think what you're referencing there is the ability to unequip and sell your shit back before you buy the new thing. Is that what you're kind of getting at there? Correct. Yes, and absolutely, you can, and that's fucking also super. lit. Yeah, super fucking great. So you don't have to over grind to take the next step you know what i mean in in the thing and, and honestly as far as like that grind to increase equipment level thing you know because of the sellback rate it changes the way you at least you should anyways it should change the way you approach it at all like you know we talked about in dragon warrior how i usually would wait for the copper sword upgrade and deal with the lower bamboo pole damage for an extended period of time because of the opportunity cost of the sellback rate on the intermediary thing, the club there, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. 60 gold. So like in this case, because it's an 80% sellback rate, there's really no incentive to not take every incremental upgrade in my opinion. Yep. You know, so that is very different. You know? There is a disincentive to take upgrades, but it's not related to gold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I'm sure we'll get into. Yes. Oh, a shitty thing I do hate is you can max out your armor here in the very first town if you really want to grind your ass off. Dragon, other than the mystic armor, of course, but mm -hmm. dragon is the, I guess, second most powerful available and the most powerful av available to you commercially. And the idea that that is available to you in the very first shop in the game sucks, you know? The, the having no mystery there and not being not you know not sure when you know part of the again part of this the kind of dynamic of upgrading dragon warrior is like you don't know when you're going to get to that next town so there's a little bit of incentive to always be saving and you know what i mean there's just like again so much of these games the enjoyment of is the unknown and the discovery and the exploration and figuring things out and fucking incrementally stumbling into things blah 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 blah, blah. so the idea that you don't have any guessing game to your armor fucking upgrade tree sucks to me. I think that's really shitty. Yeah, it does take the the mystery and the the. Oh, I mean, I'm one of these people who kind of does like you know, 
yes, you're trying to complete the quest and you're trying to save the world and whatnot. But like, I'm super interested. I get excited when I find new shit that's, you know, new equipment. And like, that really does just kind of like, eh, no excitement on that front. Yep. And you you mean, yeah, like all the shit's listed in the book, but you don't have to fucking pick that apart necessarily if you don't want to as, as a player that's just kind of going, you know, that's not the kind of thing that you need to know. So mm-hmm. you, could, you could paint in a little more enjoyment and a little more unknown via that if, if they do it, you know, kind of what I would call the right way. But right. If, strong, if strong that's man your the, thing. <laughs> let's strongman the, uh, the role play, though. I mean, you know, you're at the castle. This is where the king lives. You should have access to dope shit there. Sure. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah, the it would it, you would think it would be the commercial hub of the kingdom, right? So I can buy into that, but but I but I also don't think that's what they were going for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so fuck you. That idea is giving me too much credit. I did notice while doing my shopping research here that the it, the the dragon armor is described as the finest armor of like in the hint book here. I mean, it's described as the finest armor available. It is awarded to the bravest and most honest fighters. First of all, it's occupationist to use fighters there, in my opinion. Oh, and good. occupation should be, able to, <laughs> and rather any occupation should be able to use it from a conceptual standpoint, even if physical limitations prevent it from practice. So I, I, I took issue with that as far as the wording goes. And second, what in the fuck does honest have to do with it? Yeah, that's what Todd the Thief wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was wondering myself, I. I felt like it might have been some sort of uh, allusion to not stealing, but like there's not a uh, an alignment system in this game. So how do they? How do they? You know, it, it, do you do you think that these motherfuckers, <laughs> the developers, have some sort of hidden digit in the code, identifying code for each character that when they do bad things, it will like trigger it and then. They somehow get some sort of different game experience. You think that's right? Possible? So much like in wizardry, like you can't have a lord that's an evil character. Like if you steal too much, can you not wear the dragon armor? Right. I mean, I'll put it this way: the book didn't tell me that's the case, so I'm just going to believe the book. Got me this far. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Nah. No, I'm being sarcastic. I'm sure there's some sort of fuckery. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So onto the weapon shop, where it is far more likely you can engage in some beneficial commerce regardless of your party makeup. I only realized I couldn't equip both melee and the range weapon after buying Lord the Ranger both. <laughs> and that really? Was, yeah, that was like fuck. <laughs> Wait, you're saying that you you were surprised you could not equip both? Right. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't remember that that was the case. Oh, okay. So I, I was gonna bought, say yeah, that. I bought Lord both, thinking I would, you know. Uh, uh, you know, um, a lot of games you can do both, and in this game in particular, I think you should be able to. But um, alas, not, yeah, but alas, yeah, not the case. I also clocked reading the handbook weapon or handbook rather weapon table that anyone can equip the mystic sword. So we you know we had that lengthy discussion <laughs> in the last episode when we were talking about the character creation shit, where you know we were factoring into party determinations how far down the weapon uh, equipment tree a character could equip, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and having that determined part of our, 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 our reasoning for choosing certain classes, or occupations rather, and we're idiots because it says right in the book that anyone can equip it, even the wizard can equip that. So, 
no reason whatsoever to, to make a determination based on that. <laughs> right. Well, we're double idiots because I'm not so sure I wouldn't take the silver bow over the mystic sword anyways. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. Really doesn't matter. You have to think, I'm guessing, I'm almost, my assumption is that the last fucker you have to whack in melee with that thing. That, really? Yeah. That, uh, that, that's not the feeling I'm getting at all. No. No. I, I, the way they talk about it, it's everyone, every, and everyone in every town is talking about that mystic shit. Like you have to have that. Even you know, it's in that checklist too, in the Exodus Castle checklist, in the hint book. Like I would almost, I'd, I'd almost be willing to Venmo you a thousand dollars for that too, if I'm wrong. Almost. Man, I can make a lot of money <laughs> off of you. <laughs> I don't need to check stocks. I just need to keep making stupid bets with you. Fucking <laughs> making stupid ass claims that you could fucking find some sort of loose keep. evidence for. And <laughs> me, I guess. I don't know. Oh, how did you guys equip uh, here to start? So I bought the blowgun with my and put that on my ranger because I didn't come in. I didn't go into the Royal City first. I just went around and grinded around the city and then oh. went there because I realized while well, I went there and looked at the weapon shop. What's that? I was gonna say, how the fuck did you manage that to start? Because yeah, the blowgun's three fifty. So yeah, I mean that's yeah. kind of like your. That was my target too. Very early on was yeah. to get. The the sling is the other, or rather, is the the ranged predecessor to the blowgun, but it's Mm -hmm. super shitty. So the blowgun was like a huge upgrade that is, you know, still attainable gold wise. So yeah, that was on my target list almost immediately. It 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 didn't seem unattainable, and I'm not sure what happened because I, like I said, I started over. I only you know fought like two or three guys outside of the city, and then went the city, went to the weapon shop, and realized, oh, I only needed like. 25 more gold or something to get it so i was like oh let me just or like i don't remember if that was the amount but i did not need much so i just went well, yeah i mean if you want if you wanted to yeah. only equip one dude with a blowgun you could do that from the deck yeah. you, know, you have 100 gold each so yeah if you pulled you could fucking but i didn't you know but i didn't pull it from anybody else like i i just had enough and just made sure that my ranger picked up all the gold that i did for battles after that so i left we had some more battles and went back in three battle hall then because that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was like 97 gold 65 gold like there was some some good holes there mm. uh, um i didn't do any uh any shopping i wanted to get out and, and get a feel for the game and see what the leveling was going to be like see what the combat was like turns out yeah, that you guys saved went out and me. fought with daggers oh my god well, yeah I, that's a bit yeah i mean yeah that's i feel like okay well, you can't. Try, after we went after we went through the hint book, like I tried not to just be led by that. So, unknowingly at first, even though obviously you can look at the screens, I didn't go deep enough to realize that you could look and see what each person was holding. So I'm looking at this, my wizard. I'm like, okay, he's carrying a staff. Okay, the ranger, they have a bow. <laughs> Clearly, oh. that was completely <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> completely incorrect. But like, I didn't realize it honestly until I went into the weapon shop. And before I bought something, I was like, wait, how do I find out what they have? And that's where I realized they're all freaking having daggers. Okay. And that changed. And so I actually went back. I forgot to mention. I went back and got my fighter in axe as well. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mine, I, I wanted to get a feel for the game. I just wanted to get out in the world and see what the combat felt like, looked like, how... You know, the reward systems worked as far as experience. I, I remember we couldn't decide if, uh, if uh, like, when you killed an enemy, because they, they list in the in the hint book, they list how much experience they give. And we were like, well, you know, I can't, I, I don't know if it's going to be, like, a, you know, 20 experience for killing this ogre divided amongst four people is five apiece, or if you just get it individually. So I wanted to figure all this shit out. Um, 
and I relied on my magic uh, while that was happening. I was just fucking magic missling everything. Because what mm-hmm. happened was I basically, I started my thing, and like, I, I ranger and paladin, you know, get up there with your daggers and fight. And they did, and they took damage, and like, whatever. They, they were sometimes productive in their, you know, homicidal uh, trade. But um, no matter how successful you are, you're going to take damage. And then I'll, you know, I'll just run to the end real quick and heal. And uh, that's, <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, I I did the uh, 21st century uh, version of the reset and just loaded my state up and was like, okay, I can't take damage. And then basically my wizards, which their selection in the early game seemed and continues to be helping me and be wise. um, They were the main, the main killers in the party. You say you 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 had a platinum too, right? Yeah, yeah, I have so a ranger and a paladin. So you have undead. It's, yeah, it's so critical to have both undead. And well, here's the thing, though. Like, I don't know if this goes here or in Tales of the Grind, but I, I, I wasn't super keen on like how those worked. They're very hit or miss for sure. Yeah, and like using a spell in an old game like this, where communication isn't as efficient and developed as it probably could, or well. As you'd probably need it, I guess, is the best way to say. <laughs> when you cast a spell and it says mist, right, I get man. really confused. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's one thing for it to be ineffective or not work or whatever, but mist tricks me. So, um, and also yeah, early and, on, there's, yeah, it's Tales of the Grind shit, but early on, you don't, I didn't realize that there was no, you know, there's no, you don't, you don't assume that there's no penalty or no economy to the usage of that spell at all. And there's not, you know, which is weird, but. Right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So let me ask you a question. Oh, this is gonna blow your fucking mind. <laughs> what, what was the thought process behind not having a healing character? Because hearing hearing you guys talk about healing issues, like I have a cleric and I get healed. Like now that I know, obviously not to step on that freaking tile, I have no problem just healing myself and staying alive without with any concerns. Well, I assumed that my paladin would be able to heal. Correct. And they can't. Not yet. Oh wow. Yeah, I would have right thought now, that too. I guess. Because <laughs> let me, let me. I think I put. Um, it doesn't matter because it's not enough. Oh no, I know exactly what I put. I put five into my wisdom, knowing that it would get cut in half, probably rounded down. So yes, I, I in the end I was right. I have two MP, and I was like, oh well, I'll just level up, and then my wisdom will go up, and you know, maybe I won't be able to utilize a healing spell until level four, but eventually, right. I will. And early also on, wrong. early on, there should be a system that that cobbles me a bit and allows me to rather easily maintain homeostasis and and get a feel for the game. That's how you know logic suggests an RPG should go. <laughs> so you should be able to hold also, out to level four. Yeah, you're also yeah. wrong. <laughs> so also, also super wrong. Which is interesting. I wow. Yeah. Yeah. So the, this is like my entire game. Again, this is like Tales of the Grind stuff, but my entire game is essentially maintain distance from the enemy. For sure, yes. Yeah. Wow. Melee, melee is for the birds. Just stay the fuck away. <laughs> so uh, I copped a mace for Odie the Platten. Uh, I got slings for Lorik the Ranger and Todd the Thief. And McBean the Wizzy had no choice but to remain with this peasant dagger because he can't go any further in the weapon tree. So that's how I started off the game, pretty uh, weapon-wise. You start the game with 150 food. Each character does, I should say. But because of all the wasteful walking around that comes with the territory of thoroughly turning over every stone in a game for podcasting about it, I'd burned enough of what uh, of that up to 
to warrant a grocery store trip here, um, even on my first trip into the town. And Ugh. I, yeah, I badly want to know the incremental eating and healing math in this game because I don't understand it exactly. You know, I was down to 107 food for each party member when I finished all my townsfolk chatter bullshit and commerce activities. And McBean's health, who was the character that I had fucking guinea pigged on the give blood thing. Oh, had, shit. Yeah, he was up 77 health from that after having you know given away the 100 at the hospital. So I had eaten 43 food. And granted, there's a little bit of time that was spent before I went to the clinic, you know, uh, milling around the castle. So it's not an exact one-to-one as far as time spent on each of those numbers, you know, or those fucking resources. But it still seemed, I don't know, that you eat 43 food slower then you heal 77. Like, I just, I'm so curious to know what the fucking, I was so curious to know what the actual system was, you know? Mm. And, and I, I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> I don't think there's a necessary correlation between, and I'm not saying that you claimed this. I don't, I'm just making a statement. I don't think there's a necessary correlation between the amount of food consumed and health regained. No, not at all. Yeah. Not right. Sure. Yeah. No, no, okay. no correlation whatsoever. But I don't, I just don't know. I, I, it's not, I wasn't able to like six steps mean you get one HP back. Like I just I was un, un, I have been unable to or at least notice it. You know, granted, I'm not really trying to clock it, but right. the it's, just, it's it's definitely not readily apparent for sure. You know, and I guess it should be said we haven't that yeah your peeps eat food on an ongoing basis at all time, diminishing the supply slowly, and they also automatically yes heal slowly as you walk around if you're below max HP. So. That should just be plainly stated because it is certainly an important part of the game. <laughs> yeah, and it's like the only thing I can think with the food, like <clears throat> good for role playing because, like, you know, it does make me feel like, and also like there's like stages of the moons in this game. So like moons, you know, that root word for month and all that. But like, I don't know how it works in Caesarea, but if moons work like they work here on Earth, then they imply like you know the passage of a uh, more intermediate amount of time so like yeah i'm out forest or i'm out in the fucking wild i'm fighting enemies i'm in the forest and you know if you watch the moon like you know a certain amount of time has passed one will need to eat during that you picture yourself like camping and like being out in the wild and, and actually doing this shit instead of just like quote walking around um that's tight counterpointing myself like i try to do always um, it's an RPG with a fucking, <laughs> it's an RPG with a timer system. Yeah. It, it's basically Mario timer system, but in an RPG, which is like a little annoying also. Yep. And yeah, you get to, you know, if you get down to zero food, if any one character gets down to zero food, they begin to, it basically seemingly equates to being poisoned in that each step you take, not only get that same sound effect that you get when you're poisoned, but you lose an HP, you know, for every step you take without food. So that's a bummer when that happens. If you're not paying attention, like, like yeah, on, on a couple of occasions, I'm just like walking around doing whatever. And I'm like, how did I get poisoned? And I'm like, right. they're not poisoned. It's all G. What? The oh, fuck. There's no food. Oh. Fuck. And then like, <laughs> you're like, you're like mad scramble to the nearest grocery store. Yeah. And then you start counting your steps. Like, okay, one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. So at the grocery store, when you do go there to, 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 to buy some shit, it's one gold, buys one food unit there. And I am incredibly thankful 
that you can pool your gold to one party member and then have them buy all the food that you need. And then that there is on the back end of that a Divi food feature that absolves you of having to dole out it to each character one by one uh, or, or worse divvying gold to each character and then making them buy their own. You know what I mean? And that is uh, su- uh, su- kind of surprising for an otherwise tedious game in many ways. But yeah, not every 8-bit RPG is so kind on uh, this kind of thing. So I-, I was glad that that was the case. Yeah, I'm glad you had that experience because like, I mean, I'm using save states. Like, I'm, I, I don't know that I'm abusing them, but like, you know, I gotta, I, I'm in school and shit. I gotta keep things moving here. Um, but like the way I was playing the game initially, like I would save, you know, whenever, but then I would get to a battle and I'd do it and then I'd check my status. I'd be like, okay, you know, each character has this much gold and then I've kept the is food. my nose clean. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've kept the food pretty equals or it, it is equal. I'll have 81 at this point. Um, but the point being is, I was like, yeah, I got to make sure that I have enough gold for everybody to buy their own food because I had not yet accessed that second part of the menu. Which is also explicitly said in the hint book. Yeah, well, you can tell how thorough I was in my reading. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so here at the grocery store, there is a chick behind the counter with the grocer clerk. And she kind of it's weird that she stays just over in the corner, too. She doesn't move around like the, the grocer, which is its own interesting part of this. But yeah, there, she's back there and she says, welcome to the pub. <laughs> when you talk to her, but the pub is on the opposite side of town. And uh, my thinking was that maybe she did some hanging out at the pub before she came to work. <laughs> hey, hey, welcome here to the bar. I didn't even notice that, actually. Yeah, that's, and yeah, that's, that's, the, it's not like that's a, I don't know, it's not in other towns, grocery stores, so it's a unique to this rural city thing. What exactly is that? Speaking of the pub, on to that. And I actually, I wouldn't actually do this until a later visit, just to break of the monotony of one uh, of what I would later what I would start to call healing walkabouts. Which <laughs> <laughs> you're just paying for in food, anyways. So right, exactly. So the yeah, I, I, when I eventually would do this, you, you can get plastered at the pubs, and that's fucking cool. We, I, we talked about it briefly because the, the hint book does mention it in the last episode. But you walk up to the bartender, and you select a character to do the actual imbibing, and that character pays 10 gold. And <laughs> one, that's an expensive as fuck ale in the context of this economy. Sure. <laughs> like, they, they, they must be Christmas ales, but even still, that's pricey. <laughs> <laughs> Considered you could buy a dagger or like what a sling for ten gold. I mean uh, a food a food a unit of food how long does ten units of food last if you watch the moons? I mean ten units of food might last yeah, a couple weeks. A moon a, cycle, yeah, for sure, you know. Right, and a fucking yeah, the same drink costs forty bucks. Yeah. Because <laughs> that. Right. So yeah, so the way this works is this is a way to acquire knowledge, local uh, knowledge that I, I guess the idea would be local to this particular community. Uh, maybe not, but just whatever. It's, it's the way to get the bartender to talk to you is to buy, which is not 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 how it works. If you want a bartender yeah. to talk to you, I don't know why you would. Being a bartender myself for a long time, I didn't want to talk to fucking anyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> unless they were buying a drink. And then, yeah, yeah, give me the money and then give me a tip, hopefully. If not, whatever, fuck you. Either way, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> our, our interaction is done. <laughs> yeah, fucking transaction over. The So, yeah, so you have to buy three in a row. 
to get them to talk to you. And in response to each of the first two, the bartender will say, doesn't this ale taste great? We brew it in a special way, which is a weird thing to say. (laughs) But on the third, he leans in and says, I'll tell you a secret. Wait for it. Ever heard of ambrosia? That's it. That's all he says. And, and, And I hate to be nitpicky, and I guess maybe it's subjective, but I don't think a question should ever be called a secret. Not to make one concept. (laughs) Unless it's rhetorical that like necessarily implies something, but right, this does not. He could be talking about the food for all we know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what the fuck it is. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone else has said anything about Ambrosia yet. So yeah, I mean, you haven't read the hint book. You have no fucking idea what they're talking about. No, I actually have no fucking clue what you're talking about, dude. Please tell me more. So uh, I think even more fun than any of that. If you buy a fourth, the bartender says. Don't drink too much. <laughs> and if you're the kind of drunk asshole that pushes the issue when a bartender is trying to diplomatically shut you down and you do buy a fifth, he says, thank you. See you again. Conversation ends, which to me equates to being thrown out of the joint. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the you know, say what you will about this game, but it seems that they wrote the bartender characters very well. Yeah, very on point. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, oh, they, he only does so, though. It's important to point out, I think. And again, this this go, calls back to me being a bartender myself. This is how it works. They're only throwing you out after they sell you that fifth drink. You pay oh, yeah. And then you have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I can tell you that's exactly how's that, how that goes as an actual bartender, as long as the manager isn't around to frown upon it. <laughs> yeah. and, and I bet you anything, that last drink is a very light pour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, again, uh, I don't know about that. It depends how much the bartender gives a flying fuck about who they're working for. And I can tell you as a bartender myself, you definitely don't have to. <laughs> In fact, you can be very spiteful looking to suck every penny out of them possible. If that's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Extort the customer and your boss. I like right. that actually. That's if good. Get, if you can get jaded enough. And I certainly am and was <laughs> townsfolk chatter time here at the Royal city. The guards are also robots too. welcome to the Royal city. They say here. And yeah, I mean, you're, you're pretty much going to have to fight them at some point, too, just to make them interesting, you know? <laughs> Definitely going to fight you one day, dude. But I was thinking I maybe might start doing like we do in Sea of Thieves. Every time I'm wrapping up playing, I'll just create total anarchy, set the ship ablaze, and sink it. Or in this oh, case, yeah. just I'll save and then kamikaze the town guards. <laughs> <laughs> just to see what happens. I mean, the king, too, even. I might go fight these motherfuckers right now, actually. <laughs> just to see what happens. So in that forest on the north side of town that the hint book warns might have some interesting information in it, you, or rather uh, informs, not warns, that you, you find one of those dudes with the walking sticks, and I think I'm going to call them popes from now on, and he says, find the last ambrosia. So someone actually does mention it. I was wrong about that. <laughs> if you talk to him for the bartender anyway. And another pope in this area says, I heard there's another king somewhere. Oh. Yep. I didn't see anything in the hint book that would make me uh, think there's a fucking other castle somewhere, but or maybe a king exiled. Who knows? I don't know. The uh, rather a woman sprite that appears to be a bit more portly than the others that we've seen so far hangs out by the water in the southwest side of town. It's like a very unique female sprite that I have not seen anywhere else in the game. She introduces herself as I am Sherry. Think me beautiful, and that's how it's written. I'm not. That's, that's how I'm reading it. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, how they, I see it. Yeah, you can actually answer this question, which is funny to me. And with yes, she says, thank you. Next time, bring me flowers. And yeah. with no, 
she just asks the question again and, and will not accept you thinking her not beautiful. And even <laughs> better than that, stubbornness, <laughs> when you do say yes, after having said no, she gets even bitchier than demanding the token of affection with flowers. She says, flattery will get you nowhere. <laughs> so, uh, and this is actually an instance I was talking with the king, too. So when you start talking to her, the castle theme music kicks in and takes over the town theme. So... Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a, a level of effort to make this conversation seem significant. And at first glance, even I didn't notice that at first, uh, but even without that, like it just I was like, I thought this was a very weird interaction, you know? Mm. Yeah, that is. Uh, I, I haven't obviously spoken to her, but um, I think at, at a certain point, once I'm done, like, I don't know, like I, I'm not even leveling up. I don't know what you call this accumulating gold, I guess <laughs> is what you call it. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably going to have to slow the game back down to regular speed and actually play the game. Or, or trying to solve puzzles, yeah, for sure. Right. So yeah, funny, this is a dumb little thing I noticed with, with this conversation. So when you have a yes-no option set in the game, the no always has a period after it, and that's totally a like a developer thing with the way they built the menus. They were like, they, like something was fucked up because no was one character less than yes in the way it looked, and they were just like, ah! Uh-huh. <laughs> Fucking fix <laughs> like, Very I'm well, could have been right. Yeah, I gotta go home tonight. I'm fucking gotta go eat. I've been here for 17 hours. <laughs> right. I mean, nobody's even gonna buy this goddamn game. Yeah, this game's terrible. Fucking split period. Let's get on with our life. <laughs> so yeah, the, the there's a you will find later on like this this you know Sherry. She introduces herself as Sherry, so you know it's her. She's mentioned by a bunch of other villagers in other towns and. You know, that would only, you know, as I was kind of getting around the the kingdom here, like that would only ramp up. I was like, what what is the fucking deal with Sherry here, man? <laughs> like, and you later learn uh, that she has and it's kind of like seemingly a bit of a Simon's Quest like arbitrary narrative significance thing, in my opinion. But uh, the hint book, the third thing for this town is it tells you that getting her her flowers gets you some critical item. So that's why she's so like highlighted, you know, because she's a, a some sort of significance. So yeah, I remember I went to some town, I can't remember which one it is, and I definitely saw one person talking about sherry and flowers. So I, I I checked that in my mind. I was like, well when I actually start playing the game, like, yes, I'll probably need to find some flowers for Sherry. To find flowers and probably need to find Sherry. A woman hanging out suspiciously close to the pub says, hi, are you free tonight? And, <laughs> wow. you know, uh, I mean, yeah, I can be. Yeah, what, 100%. What, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's negotiate. What are we talking here? A dude slithers up to you in the courtyard and sputters, if Exodus is awake, what will happen to us? I'm so scared. And, you know, what a, what a little sissy boy I thought he was. Go get yourself a blowgun like me and fight, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, in my experience with these old RPGs, like, yeah, you probably should be, dude. Yeah. <laughs> right. Kind of checks out. Yeah. Uh, an old man hanging around here, too, asks a great question. When did Mondane perish? I didn't know about that. And coming out of that, I thought oh. to myself, beats the shit out of me, Pops. I didn't know any of this shit until our last podcast, and I've been wandering around Cesario for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here, dude. Please help. Yeah, exactly. Like, fucking, I am not the guy to ask for information. <laughs> Are you asking me? <laughs> you want directions from me, motherfucker? Like, I'm wearing, up. wearing fucking Cleveland shit, man. I clearly am not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
a pope near the pub says, Exodus is an awesome evil. Exodus lies beyond the red snake. And so he's hardcore on Exodus' tip for one. But also, do you think that people actually use the word awesome in medieval times? Not in the same way that we do now. You know, like in its more literal sense. Instead of like, dude, that's awesome, where everything is just means good, extra good, you know? <laughs> awesome is like, yeah, so what? What is the, I actually don't know what the, the fucking dictionary definition is. I would guess awesome is like awe inspiring, I guess. Probably look at the root is probably the way to think about it. That's a really interesting question. And I actually feel a little guilty for not knowing a little bit of the answer. Right, right. Look I, I assumed you would chime in. Like I thought you yeah. had answered answer there. Yeah. I, I started <laughs> thinking, I was like, All I'll, right. I'll, I'll drop my Leisure Suit Larry elevator music in here while you do that. Awesome <clears throat> adjective, naturally. Inspiring, oh, duh. It's a, inspiring awe. Damn! Look at me, just fucking ripping it up on <laughs> Fuck! Terrific, extraordinary, expressive of awe. What is this? What kind of word is this? Is it is it etymology, or am I talking about bugs? Right? No, now? that's uh, they're they're very they're very close to each other, and I confuse them all the time. But no, you're not wrong. Okay. <laughs> um. First known use of awesome, 1578. So not used in medieval times, didn't exist in medieval times, uh, okay, and no, used no, in the sense Latin of one A. That are, are Latin uh, comparable that would, that would have been used earlier on. Huh? Well, we don't know that it's a Latin word. I'm, I'm not. To... I'm, that's yeah. That sorry, using that as a general term, uh, a predecessor right. of sorts. Uh, this uh, Merriam-Webster site does not fucking list the language of origin, which is insane. <laughs> I'm really interested in that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Well, I'm glad we could get a little closer to the bottom of that, even if not the actual bottom. Right. Yet another old dude milling around near the pub bumbles. A strange wind blows down the dungeon. It plunged everything into darkness, which definitely sounds like some shit an old man hanging out at the pub in the middle of the day would say to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or I took it as like, he fucking tried, he tried to be me and was not successful. Right, and now he's like, <laughs> yeah. Saw some horrible shit, and now he's just drinking every day. Drinking every day, and he's like, don't do it. Lost a bunch of loved ones slash friends, and now spends his life inebriated. <laughs> Damn. Which, like, yeah, I can totally see how that works out. Lastly, a cat I shot shit with by the armory says, I've come here to buy armor. Only with the mystic armor can you win. Which we've already kind of mentioned as a constant fucking thing you're peppered with by villagers here. And that was a two-parter that he told me that in. And I realized talking to him that the villagers remain stuck on the second dialogue bit when they have more than one thing to say. So it seems safe to say that once they start repeating themselves in any way, so obviously if they only say one thing, they'll just repeat themselves too, you've heard all there is to hear out of them. They don't oscillate back and forth. So you don't even really need to, you know, if you want to get to the end of it, you don't even necessarily have to pay that much attention. You can kind of just go till you see the same thing a few times in front of your face. Right. <laughs> well, that's good. I like that. For sure, yeah. I mean, we you know we talked about not knowing and our uncertainty there. I mean, I'm still 100% certain that there'll be that one fucking time. <laughs> but, uh, generally speaking, that seems to be the the way this works. So I I, mean, I guess we should maybe uh, give give Jay a little ass pat for his uh, <laughs> assumption on, on how that would work. <laughs> Overworld 
theme, carrying on and bringing us to talk about our exploration efforts, however limited they might have been this time around. And it's the same deal as Dragon Warrior in a lot of ways, I would say. The the overall map, particularly like terrain options and artwork, like there's mountains you can't pass, trees you can, but they slow you down. And uh, as I already mentioned, they make us, uh, rather, I didn't mention this actually. We, we talked about the annoying sound effects that came with being poisoned, but the walking through the trees has the same annoying sound effect that you get when you're both poisoned and out of food, which is a terrible design choice. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't, because I haven't experienced being out of food or poisoned yet, like I actually just walked through the trees and thought, oh, they actually added a sound effect. That's different from <laughs> oh, nice. Dragon Warrior. Crunchy I like it. Leaf. Yeah. Crunchy leaves and hit my feet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's, exactly. If, if you want to get through life, you kind of have to like imagine things and role play them like that. Like, yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a super like it's 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 you know it's like it's enviable, I guess. <laughs> that you hey, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, like I I hear I see it and I'm like, oh, that's gonna fucking. I, I know they're not gonna have a new one for the, anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be the extent of that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> There, yeah, and we. This is, I guess, a good time to talk about this. There's the fog of war out here too, which you know, as as we mentioned, it's like yeah, impressively dynamic. How you know, every step you take, anything on the new tile that you're on that you're wouldn't be in the line of sight of your characters is now out of view. And in the overworld, in particular, well, they, I mean, they do they do the same thing in, in actual uh, towns and, and stuff too. But yeah, yeah when yeah. I was in a town, I was like. I want to go to, like, this shop, and I was, like, in a hallway. I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to take extra steps that will deplete my food, or if I'm poisoned, it's going to cause me a problem. So oh. it, the, the fog of war matters in the overworld map and very much so right. in the city maps. But, what I mean, what I was going to say is they use it as a tool to, you know, hide things from you, basically. Right. And, and that, you know, that's logical and thorough, but rare and unaccustomed to <laughs> you know so you know you have to like almost retrain yourself to approach these things differently that like you're gonna have to fence test in, in an even more thorough way than you probably traditionally would in an rpg to right. to find every little thing or not even every little thing even super important things <laughs> yeah. you literally like if, if a city is built on the other side of a mountain like you could be standing one tile away and you will not see it correct, correct. so yeah, it's or or if you're in a forest and there are enemies in there that you don't want to fuck with, and you guys haven't leveled up enough to know this, those exist for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you do, you know, there's no way to know, and you you basically can't find, or you can't go in those areas if you are, um, you know, unless you're a big risk taker, I guess. If you're in a position where you can't deal with what something coming at you that you can't see and, and know what it is. You know what I mean? So, right. And like, it also like lets you like role play the idea that like forests are scary. <laughs> and, like, yeah, yeah. You won't yeah. see shit coming. And like, essentially like when you get into the forest, cause I mean, I've encountered obviously enemies in the forest, but like apparently when you level up, that's when they get more difficult. I was wondering about that. Correct. Okay. So I haven't leveled up obviously, but, um, yeah, once you're in the forest, it kind of feels like any other RPG, like where there's random encounters, because you can't see shit until they're right on you, and if you didn't prepare for that, then you're in trouble, whereas in the normal overworld map, you can kind of see where the enemies are and, you know, avoid them or not, yeah. as it were. Yeah. Yep. 
so as far as shit that's in the relative immediate vicinity of the castle, there are two dungeons that are pretty close. And I don't know if you guys even, I think you, Jab, you might have mentioned that you popped into one. Yeah, I did, but I ran immediately. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, you quickly learn if you go into one of these babies that you have zero business being in them until copious amounts of grinding has been conducted. <laughs> okay. I literally went into one, and I, I actually thought that I had a torch, and I did not. And I was like, fuck it. I just climbed right back out. You have mages. They have light. Oh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm accumulating gold, man. <laughs> yeah, torches are for the birds, and you know we'll get to it more in the tales of grind but with the way the mp works surprisingly to your benefit in this game there is no reason i think that well that's not true that's a lie never mind i retract that statement having i have done you know we're not i, I think we should table it until later um you know the we predicted that our flowchart for this side quest would be that we would do two dungeons per episode <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I don't think that's well, i shouldn't even say that. i don't think it's clearly not applicable we are i was wrong about that we were wrong about that and i don't think we should bother even you know, touching on the dungeons until later when we can better engage them and more confidently engage them. So no dungeons in this episode. <laughs> yeah, so the, the the veteran Ultima players out there, when we said that, we're like, yeah, wrong, idiots. <laughs> I, I can tell you guys have never played this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I did. You know, I mean, I, I never, I, I think I got three or four levels down into the first one, the... Ah cave of gold or whatever the fuck it's called golden cave and yeah even i mean sh terrible things were happening already <laughs> so, i mean it's uh yeah i mean i, you know, I don't even i don't know I mean, you know again it's more tales of the grind shit but like you just you can't even get yourself that in a way i see to a place where you would be suited to really engage them in my opinion you know having having gotten that little bit of dabbling behind me I right. just don't see how the fuck you do it right now, you know. Even and, and there's seven more of them after that that I assume are harder. <laughs> if, if the past informs my experience, then like, yeah, this is gonna get harder, and I don't know how. Yeah, I just don't see how the fuck you deal with it. But for another time. So yeah, I mean, you know, other than those being in the immediate vicinity, there's not really anything else um, that you can see, you know, in in in, in the in, in the immediate vicinity of it. So did you guys, you know, without getting into like really adventuring fucking off into the periphery of this fucking of the continents. Did you guys find anything nearby that was worth talking about? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, but orc, nothing but orcs and goblins and skeletons. You find a lot of those in Cesaria. Um, what did I find? I found in the immediate vicinity. Uh, yeah. I mean, I also found those enemies, but uh, the one thing that, that, uh, jumped out to me was I saw like a, what as far as I can tell is like a whirlpool that moves around the water tiles. Okay, yeah. I saw oh that. yeah, I did see that. I was like, oh, I, I assumed I wasn't sure if that was like well, I didn't, a I moon didn't thing because I haven't seen a moon portal yet. Yeah, I, was yeah, sure I, didn't, I didn't interact with them, so I didn't. You know, I'm not going to try to speak to them. But have you guys found any moon portals? Because I have. I have no. not. No. Is that a moon portal? Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't get to it. So I tried to talk to it and I tried to fight it. So <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the whole. I thought maybe uh, you could walk into it when it was near the, the correct. Coast. Yeah, I tried that. Didn't work. Then I tried to talk to it. That didn't work. Tried to fight it. So yeah, I, I basically tried to go in. I tried to talk to it. I tried to go inside of it, and I tried to fight it. I it, I covered the entire spectrum of human behavior with new entities. So um, but none of them worked. No dice. 
No dice. You didn't try bribing it? <laughs> you know, I did not yet have the uh, bribe thing at the time. Yeah. Which I do have now, though, but I'm not going to tell you why. You really? I don't fucking I do. have that. Oh, it's a long story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I didn't really find anything except a bunch of fucking booby trap chests. First Tales of the Grind from Exodus here on NES. And it we dance around it, but it, it certainly warrants saying that this game does not operate on a random unseen encounter basis for battle mechanics. You can see the enemies aimlessly wandering around the countryside on the overall map, and they will aggro at you if you get close enough for them to trigger it. I would say maybe four or five paces away is the distance on that you know i was, I was gonna say uh aimless is is not quite accurate i, I, I thought they kind of came after me a little bit once you get close yeah. enough if if you stay you keep your distance they do just kind of bumble around but right. it reminds me of kind of dragon quest 11 like if you if you're playing in the 3d version it's kind of that same way where you're walking around the environment you can see them kind of meandering but if you get it close enough they will come come at you I still, I still away from me over yeah <laughs> So the sprite you see on the map is not exactly what the enemy is, but rather a vague placeholder for what I'm guessing is the enemy's strength class or, you know, whatever uh, code-based equivalent is actually in the game code. You know, I'm sure it's not this the, in the... Um, I'm just drawing a blank on what the fuck those are called. The bestiary. The... In the hint book, it has a strength class thing, and the, it's A through E, you know, or the, the different tiers, letters A through E. So I'm sure it's not labeled exactly as that in the game code, but nonetheless, I think that these these seem to line up, each with their own, having gotten a little further leveling up-wise than you guys, these seem to line up with the tier of strength that is in the hint book, you know, the, the mm -hmm. different sprites. So, yes, in this case, it's all, early on here, it's all just the one class, and these are all class E, and they are represented by skinny black sprite with a, like a gray jumpsuit uh, uh, on them. <laughs> and at first, it seems like avoiding them, if you're not feeling a battle, would really be no sweat at all. But once I started trying to actually do so later on, once shit got harder, I quickly learned that these fuckers can close on you way faster than your little dipshits can move on that map. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Nope. Yeah, it's it's not... you. They're not avoidable, really. Maybe even early on, if you're really trying to avoid them, because you're not really trying to avoid them early on. There's no reason to be, so I didn't even test it. But, you know, you, if, if you want to avoid battles, it's a whole song and dance later on, for sure. I mean, no joke. I, I actually found that, like, I've seen some, like, interesting things about this game that aren't in normal RPGs, and especially not R Nintendo RPGs, or, like, early RPGs, if you want to include, like, Sega or whatever. But it almost felt like, CJ, like I said... everyone shits on Sega. <laughs> That's why I, I, I keep forgetting to say it. Um, but yeah, like the food being like kind of like a like Mario style like timer system is like an interesting thing that I think I like. And I, w if you asked me, I probably would have said I didn't like it. But the way that the enemies will close on you, like as you're wandering around the map, it actually kind of reminds me a little bit of a platformer. 
Like it becomes a game to try and avoid them to a degree if you're trying to do that. And it's a tough game. Yeah. And yeah, then that factors in the forest terrain complicating your movement speed. Right. It matters significantly if you're trying to avoid something. It slows you down (laughs) so much. Yeah, super fucked. And I I don't even want to get into it too much, but this is, it gets super applicable. Like I, I, I have gotten the ship you know and i don't want to talk about it at all but that just as it relates to this the movement of the ship is super weird and my my hypothesis is that it's a role-playing effort that we'll talk about when we get there but movement in the ship gets super wonky too so like there's just a lot i guess that's that's to, to speak to there's a lot of effort towards impediment physical impediment of you on the overworld to yes, increase the likelihood that these things, these adversaries can engage you. You know what I mean? So that it's a very conscious effort seemingly to me. Yeah. So as far as what that Sprite represents in this game, if you actually do get into a battle with it, the first fight I got into was skeletons and they are a very common occurrence here early on. And the hint book description for them reads like orcs skeletons inflict minor damage but are harder to destroy and they are part of the undead category in the hint book and the description for that each category has its own standalone description in in addition to the individual things that fill it up and this reads slightly stronger than the repel category these creatures are no longer alive but animated by abominable magic a cleric's undead spell is an effective tactic against them and that is indeed what I used on them. <laughs> both, both it, it's nice having, because I have Odie the Platin obviously has willpower spells, and then Loric the Ranger also has that and magic. So he's kind of a either class here early on. I had two participants in the spellcasting blanket thing, you know, to attack them. And that was a real that's a really nice convenience to have for the early early going of the game. I can tell this early game Ranger Paladin combo is fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so say when you cast Undead, it affects multiple, sometimes even all of them. Because uh, one, I guess it's worth saying that too, you never get a mix. At least I haven't gotten a mix yet. You right. always get whatever number it is of the exact same type of enemy. You don't get mixed parties on the enemy side. So if you get ghouls, it's all ghouls and you cast this thing. And if it, it is effective, it cannot, it can be not effective and it affects none of them, but affects some of them. It's going to usually affect a number of them and it can mm-hmm. be up to all of them at times, which is super fucking nice. Um, when you're just trying to grind or whatever. And yeah, it consumes no MP. It kills them outright when successful. And it does resolve. We, we were concerned about the XP, how that would work with these spells that seem to kind of just sometimes in RPGs, they'll just kind of, you know, it makes the enemy go away as opposed to killing it, you know, mm-hmm. in quotation marks. So we were worried whether the XP would actually be accumulated by killing them that way. And it absolutely does. So that's nice. That's know? huge. And the other member of this category are ghouls. Of the undead category, I mean, are ghouls. And the handbook description for these are sickly green creatures appear regularly at the beginning of the adventure. And they are blue, not green, first of all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm guessing maybe in the original game they were green. And NES color palette bullshit being limited probably made them change that. And also the background is green, this fucking grass, you know, so. Yeah. 
So both these, the skeletons and the ghouls, have 80 HP and are of, yes, the lowest E strength tier. And they both provide 4 XP a pop. So that's what's going on with the undead category. And then you also frequently encounter the two members of the repel category. And I just think, first of all, it's interesting to me that, like, undead is kind of like what ghouls and skeletons are thought of just in any fantasy setting. So it kind of makes sense there. The idea that they called the orcs and the goblins which are the only members of the repel category. They called it what the spell that kills them is. It's right. interesting to me, you know what I mean? As opposed to, mm. I don't know, like demi-human. Sometimes those classes or those creatures are called like demi-humans or semi-human, some, some sort of humanoid-ish play, you know, as far as like their phylum goes, you know? Right. So um, I thought that kind of interesting that they, I don't know, it's almost kind of a cop-out, <laughs> more so than <laughs> an, an interesting choice, but... Hand-holding, that's right. what you call it. Yeah, that's also good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so the description for the repel category is these magical creatures will provide the main opposition in the early portion of the adventure. They provide good combat experience. And I would say this is inaccurate and that you encounter the undeads far more often. Do you guys agree? I don't know, man. I've, I think I've had probably orcs the most and really? goblins. Yeah. And, and skeletons were kind of less prevalent. In my experience, I, I feel yeah. like I feel overwhelmingly strong about that stance that I get way more undead than wow. or that I got way more undead rather than really that works. And, yeah, no, I, I get like an equal blend. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm not sitting down fucking putting notches on a piece of paper, so maybe I'm somehow skewing that in my mind, but it's it sure seemed like it was a drastic difference. Right. So yeah, there are orcs in this category, and the description for those is orcs are the weakest monsters who dwell in Sosaria, and just like in Skyrim, orcs always getting the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> always. Yeah, and there are goblins as well, is the other one, and these are described as similar to orcs. These relatively weak monsters appear quite frequently. And I noticed with the artwork with these two, it depicts the goblins as even more brutish looking than the orcs. I yeah. would say, and that is not usually how this goes in fantasy. Right? You know what I mean? Usually goblins yeah. are meeker physically than orcs are yeah. usually big, brutish things, you know? So, I thought that was interesting. Um, maybe just kind of a, I don't know, I mean, whatever, it's fantasy, like, fucking make whatever rules you want, but it definitely doesn't adhere to the, the norm. The sure. Norm. It, it's usually like, you, you fight your goblins and then, you know, like, oh shit, the upgraded, the next level goblin orc. Right. For sure. Yes. Wait a minute. Cool. Can we talk about it for a second? Who was the originator of kind of what orcs, elves, goblins, kind of what we think about to have discussion? Like who who brought that idea up first? That's a fantastic topic because I don't know, surprisingly. I feel like Jab might. I do know a little bit about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if you guys don't, I'm sure Courtney does. <laughs> like um, yeah, yeah. So I know that uh like I think fairies, like you know the word fairy, uh, F A E R, and then a bunch of Irish gibberish. Mm -hmm. um, so like you know, I think it's like a Northern European thing because uh, I think there was like Germanic. There's like there's word connections between like the Germanic word for kobold might actually be a uh, a Germanic word, and uh, so yeah, like you hear like the word kobold from like Germanic, you hear uh, fairy I think from Irish or Celtic, if you're, if you Celts are out there listening. And then there's also like, um, uh, what is it? There's like, they still do this shit in Iceland where like, 
they have like it's another it's a goblins or something but it's not that it's some other mm. fantastical creature that like supposedly i think it might actually be elves that live inside like boulders and if like a boulder or a rock where elves are suspected to live are in the way i'm talking 2021 right now of like icelandic construction they have to like get special permits to like move the rock and like or like do some shit with it um really how do they yeah. tag the elf oh, rocks what's that how do they tag the elf rocks that's how a good question tag- <laughs> I, I have no idea, but they take their elves very seriously there in Ireland. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the long and short of it, I think, is like, you know, kobolds and goblins, like kobolds, goblins, probably the same thing, just whatever. Um, it all seems to be like an amalgamation of northern Euro- northern and central European, uh, like, fantasy. Mm, interesting. I think. Yeah, I, mean, I, I wonder... I think I think Jay, if I, if I interpreted your question correctly, I think you're you're kind of targeting like a like who's the who's the author like who's the who's the person that first used these things in any sort of widespread storytelling you know re- recorded storytelling clearly these things could have existed by word of mouth probably right but to but to Jab's point like that may have been the case like if if all these cultures had their own like traditions. You know that they believe these things existed, and then you know a writer or a couple writers were like, "Hey, let me just bring all these together and make right. this story." Now and I'm sure there, I'm sure there is Lord of the Rings. You know, I'm sure there, I'm sure there is one person or a group of persons though that that can be yeah. traced to with the right amount of research. And I would absolutely be curious to know who the fuck. Well, I think a, a lot of these, like you know, part of storytelling, but like maybe before the written word. Or like you know, widely written word like these were all like folk tale stuff. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, um, you know, it really would have just been a matter of time before like you know your your Tolkien rolls around and is like, I need monsters. What am I going to use? And like, duh, you're going to use the amalgamation of European folklore to inspire that. <laughs> so, sure. both of these goons are statistically weaker than the undead with only 40 HP and are also obviously of the classy undifficulty, and you only get to in, in correlation with that you only get three xp for each one of them speaking of xp you quickly learn that xp is yes not awarded or even divvied evenly to all party members but rather hmm. it's whoever does the deed gets the spoils and no one else and hmm. particularly early the only time when repel and undead are really effective this can really leave the other party members in the fucking dust <laughs> like poor poor <laughs> todd the thief was habitually behind for me because all he had was this trusty blowgun <laughs> yeah, and and even that is like that's pretty good because I, I that's what I thought of when I finally understood how the grinding in this game works. I was like, what about those classes that are worthless? <laughs> or like, I don't even know that they're worthless necessarily, but like, how the fuck do you level up an alchemist? Yeah, like, yeah. so unfortunately, uh, gun and you. Yeah. What I would do to specifically answer that question when I had the luxury of confidence in my battle situation, I would just fuck off with those spellcasters for a turn or two, mm-hmm. uh, or rather two turns usually is how it would work and let Todd pepper some fucker that's right in front of him. And he's third in the party in my, in my setup. So he's usually lined up perfectly with an enemy over on the left. Well, they all are usually, I mean, honestly, when you the, there's usually enough enemies where everyone has someone right in front of them to start, thankfully. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd be wasting turns, and we'll, we'll get to that with the actual battle system here in a moment. But the, yeah, I, I would usually just have him whack someone 
first before casting the spells and try to kind of keep him along in that way. You know, I mean, still be behind, but that's just a, a small right. effort that would allow him to get some experience. You know? But like, okay, yeah, that of course that checks out. That is exactly how you would level uh, weak characters in an RPG. Um, but the, the and I'm not saying you're wrong or anything, but just like as another point on that matter, like it just takes that much longer to conduct a battle and actually acquire the experience. Whereas like, fortunately for me, my party, I eventually found out it took me longer than it probably should have. I had thoroughly read the book, but um, yeah, it, it's like all of my party members can hit somebody with an area effect spell. Yeah, sure. So like, I don't have to worry about that shit. If I had like, if I was dragging around a fucking alchemist, like, Okay, I got a magic missile, this guy, and I know they only take two, and then I got to hit him with two blowgun darts, and you never fucking hit with your attacks in this game. So I, You guys said that a bunch. I don't feel that way at all. So actually. often. Mm. Really? So often uh, you miss. Yeah. So many misses. It's, it's not, You know what? That's, the, that's either the second or third instance now of you two, like, the, it was the enemies, saying one thing universally and me thinking another. And it has me wondering whether my the cart... Is working differently than your emulation copy. Oh my god! I, a, <laughs> I, I have two things to say about that. A, it very well could be because I ran a wizard. This happened to me twice. I'll try and make it quick. I ran a wizardry game game once where I was save scumming so that I could get a ninja as quickly as possible. So I don't remember what I did. Doesn't matter. The guy got leveled up to the point where he could become a ninja. So I be, made him a ninja and. Then I started going to Murphy's Ghost, and I leveled him up to, like, a decent level, because the shit matters. So, like, once I got him to, like, level 7 or something, I was like, alright, gonna turn him loose. Miss every time. And I mean, every time. <laughs> so, okay, that kind of, like, took the wind out of my wizardry sale. I, I literally stopped playing that game, uh, or that, that, that save file that I had on my old emulator. Um, whatever, life goes on. I fired up uh, D&D Warriors of the Eternal Sun for Sega, Josh's favorite system. Don't want to shit on it. And I started up a game. It's a fucking really (laughs) good game. (laughs) Really, really good game. Um, So I started that game up, made a party, went out and started fighting, and I was missing. I'm telling you, dude, like I've I've literally rolled enough real-life and virtual dice to know when something's that wrong. That game, I will say, even on the cart, because I, I just beat it recently on the cart, that game is very misheavy for sure. Yes, and I, I, I'll say this, especially early on. Yeah. So I leveled, but, but I was dutiful. I leveled my guys up, <laughs> but they fucking kept missing. I'm not joking, dude. I quit. I got completely out of that file. I started a new game, saved a new state, and I was hitting much more frequently from the get-go. I think emulation definitely has something to do with it. I don't know why that would be. I, I don't know how that works, but it seems to be a variable that needs to be considered. My own... What I, what I, what I would propose, a very a relatively uneducated perspective nonetheless, but proposing anyways, the, it's, you know, the emulator is using your computer's hardware to, to uh, do the processing of this. Mm. So one, I, I think there's just a difference in the, the way, you know, whatever. But one of the most important things, I think, is it's using your system's random number generator or however your system processes random number generation. And that could be an emulator-specific thing. But either way, even in that case, you're still talking a different... There's, I, I highly doubt it is the exact same code or whatever that yeah. is in 
the 6502 assembly bullshit for the NES's fucking uh, processor. You know what I mean? So, like, it could easily be as simple as that. It's just the random number generation tables that get used for choosing hits, misses, damage, et cetera, et cetera, are different than what it would be on the system itself. You know what I mean? So, I think yeah. that's, to me, that's the, the most logical idea of why that could be the case uh and i think it's a, re- a relatively grounded idea you know so it's it's as it's as believable as anything i've heard and i have no <laughs> theories so yeah yeah um jay talk to us about when and how you learned this i feel like there was a good story about uh <laughs> learning how the xp system works <laughs> oh my gosh uh, well I mean, it's, I kind of understood that, you know, I, I don't know if it was because we read it in the book or, or if I looked it up elsewhere, but I knew that if you fought the one person and if you defeated that person, that person got XP, which was fine, but I don't understand. I, I mean, I basically had to start over because mine's gone. I don't know how that worked, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's... I, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I just don't know what's going on. I, it's like a, I really it's don't. Like, it's like when you uh, yell a little kid about some shit that they fucked up, but they just, they just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they cannot process, right? Yeah, I don't have any answers for you. I don't know. Stop fucking just leave me alone. I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the one thing I'm interested in is you guys keep talking about not wanting to level up. But like, why is that? Because for me, my my whole attack plan is because I know that, hey, the person who kills them is getting XP and I'm a magical person. I'm going to use my wizard all the time. I'm starting with his his attacks. I'm exactly. So like, I'm I'm all about that. And if he levels up like it, that's my dude. If I if I need to replace people in the party, clearly I replace them. Uh, Why don't you want to level up your character, though? Is it does it get? way tougher for that for everybody else who's not the same level or what is that affirmative (laughs) (laughs) and and, and actually you know what it very specifically to your tactics the factor of difficulty increases it is not based on the least powerful person in your party it's based on the most powerful so if you were to min max one character and leave the others in the dust it's only going to be harder because only that one character is going to be supposedly, and I, I fucking strongly contest the correlation in your character's increase in power, in quote, fucking tations, and the <laughs> difficulty of the enemies and environment around you. They, they're, just, they're just so, so far apart as far as their trajectory of increase that uh, yeah, if you I you want to do that, I look forward to hearing about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I my experience with leveling in this game, I just I did not level by accident. Um, what? Because you have to go to the king to level up. Yeah, I did. So yeah, I'll let you finish. But yeah, I got it. I didn't have any clue how it worked. <laughs> right. Well, I I came to learn because I think yeah. So all of my characters are level two. That's when I discovered that leveling up was not going to happen in the field. 
So I went to the king, I leveled up, and I was like, well, if that's the case, like, that's just an extra step. Like, literally, this game for me right now is just, like, exploring, figuring out how to work the commands, and essentially acquiring experience, pooling it, and then, you know, getting gold. So I was like, I was just saving a trip. I was like, well, it doesn't matter when I level up. I'll just level up when I go to the king. Then Josh told me in the chat, he's like, yeah, you kind of don't want to level up. I was like, great, not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. So I've just been like fucking chopping up goblins, orcs, ghouls, and skeletons to the tune of like, I think I got like 10,000 gold now. Yeah, we'll get, I'm fucking, we'll get to uh, talk about that a little more uh, in depth here in a moment here, but. Let's talk about the battle system before we get there, the way you accumulate the experience before you uh, talk about how you utilize it. So, you know, I mean, it's it the, you know, the, the general skeleton of it is relatively straightforward and not, I mean, I guess it is, you know, it is a little, it's certainly different than Dragon Warrior where you just have like the thing there and you have a menu system, whatever, like this has like a, you know, a chess table or a chess field kind of uh, to that you have to move the characters around and you want to get them in proper strategic position in relation to the enemy's movements. And, you know, there's just there, there's a there's a level of depth and I guess deployment strategy that you don't always have in an RPG or I would say you don't usually have in an RPG. So there's that, you know, that aspect of it. I think it's called tactical yeah. tactical. Sure. Dude. Yeah, it's, it was so unexpected, though. Like I at first I was very annoyed at that part like why are we having to take so many steps to engage but now i'm kind of like okay now i got my battle plan the fighter's going here the mage's going here you know right. so i'm kind of i'm kind of starting to dig it a bit yeah and you you know you will loon i, I don't know if you've done it enough to notice it uh, and I, jab maybe you have uh, but you know there is a there's absolutely an ai pattern that you can pick up on and exploit for sure which only furthers the you know, as you use the word, the terminology tactical, like it allows you to employ that more and, and make this maybe more interesting. Uh, and of course, that only ramps up when you get to more difficult enemies where you're not just whacking them twice and game over. So, you know, the uh, that that makes it more interesting. But early on, especially when you're just trying to fucking grind, man, it, it, uh, it sucks. I, I think it, it does. Sucks. Yeah, generally, grind. Yeah. It generally, generally fucking sucks when uh, mine, the, you know, you, Final Fantasy grinding you talked about it or Dragon Warrior, same thing. You can, yeah, literally you could just, you can put your, you can put your controller over on the fucking thing and just, well, no, you, you have to turn sometimes, but if you could, if you could rig something that would alternate it, at least if you could, you could just lean something on your joystick and put something heavy on the A button yeah. and walk away. <laughs> you know, for dra actually for dragon, I contest because I have final fantasy tattoo. So I have to correct. I, I have to, or what am I doing? Um, Final Fantasy, you actually have to. This is the biggest flaw of the game. You have to actually select the enemy that you're attacking. Otherwise, oh, yeah. you'll just attack empty oh. space. They correct that in the PS version, PS1 version, which uh, the internet says is probably the best rendition of that game. Well, the empty space in that turn, but when it when it recycles onto the next turn, that you can't select an empty space. Yes, you can. No, you can't. You're wrong. Oh. It's like you're wrong okay. about the other thing. You're wrong. Okay. Oh, you okay. cannot select an empty okay. space after the death. No. Actually, right. okay, I'll do it right now. I'll fire the game up. You can't. There's no way. No, you I can't. Liter I literally remember space. playing this game and being like, motherfuck, this is going to be more involved than I want no, it to be because it, I have yeah, to select. It, it, it absolutely sucks that, yes, you can 
in a turn, if you have two people attack one thing and the first person attacking kills it and the second person's attack, it'll ineffective. I mean, I remember exactly what it says, ineffective. <laughs> oh, no, actually, yes, that that is correct. So it, it doesn't, yes, but the next turn you do not go to correct. Uh, uh, empty space. Ooh, but yes, the point. That's two the, times I, I have pulled your card on Final Fantasy, Jab! <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll say this, I mean, I'm still dun, dun, right dun. because that, that goes from maybe four enemies and four attacks that you might take care of. Sure, it, but if you're and if that's you're one round. Now it turns it exponentially increase the amount of effort that you're putting in. Sure, sure, sure. But if you're grinding, you're, you're not going to send your characters into a thing where you're not even looking at the fucking screen where you're fighting anything that's even remotely dangerous. You're gonna you're gonna do that in a fucking field fighting imps or something, you know? Right. <laughs> um, but anyhow. I, di- I digress. On Final We're not Fantasy. playing Final Fantasy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so just, you know, uh, yes, generally speaking, there's things to talk about with that or, or, or things that can be had. They're super nuanced, though, and I don't know how much we could really even express them here. But some of the like the, the big notable battle system things for me that were major sticking points. If you hit B at any point in your Ugh. turn, most Ugh. likely to back out of an errant menu choice, which is super easy to do, especially with the fucking NES advantage, it skips that turn for the party member. And I just, I mean, just what in the actual fuck? <laughs> How right? is there no go back thing in the menu system in a battle? It is just, oh, when you are in a dude, and like you guys have only fought those men, fucking level one enemies, man. Right. They're in the fucking game and turns matter more. And you do that. Like, and like, and so I have a great example. So I have. With the with Loric, the the ranger, I have the two spell trees, right? And I will think to myself, I want to cast a spell and go oh yes, go to the wrong. Even if you go to the wrong fucking spell tree, yeah. You know, you want to cast a mage thing? Nope, wrong asshole. Your turn's Next over. Turn. <laughs> yep. It's just like, oh, jump off a fucking bridge, man! It is. Oh my god, it's so infuriating. <laughs> the single most, my single biggest complaint about this game. Like, come on, like, it was just, oh, just like how the fuck did they sit there testing this game? And I don't, you know, even if you like, just they, there's just no way for them to not know about it. And just how do you look at that and not think? And like, you know, like here's why I think this is this is this way about it. Because in so many other cases, it's just like, nope, we don't give a fuck. Like, nope, that's it's hard. It's supposed to be moving fast. Like, it's fucking things have consequences. You are in a right. battle. If you fuck up and you think the wrong thing for a minute, you're fucked. Like that's yeah. the, that to me is the plan with that. And it's too far. <laughs> going too far with that idea and oh it's the fucking worst it is just the absolute fucking worst yeah you you talked about you suggested that that theory basically it's what's funny is with these games like i mean you probably do it and i i do it in life too but like what's funny is these games is like we're just coming up with like ways to role play the idea that there's like a shitty feature in the game just so like you don't freak out about it but you said that and i was like yeah that kind of checks out and uh you know, that's kind of the most believable thing that that I can do because nobody it had to be a decision because no nobody would test this game and, and not mention that part. Right. I mean, yeah, like, so, even, even the most like, like that's what I was going to say is like, you know, as the developer, like, you know, you, you know, you've played this game thousands of hours before it's even a game. So like you've you've just you, you've done it. You've done it all. And there's just even the most. Even if you have every fucking piece of code in this game memorized as a developer, you're still pushing that wrong button every now and again and right. fucking <laughs> and, and having that happen to you. So there's just no way to get through an experience of this game of any length whatsoever and not have that experience. Right. And that makes it an, an undoubtable conscious choice to leave it in. And fuck you. Fuck you. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I stuck in the motion. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's like you seem to like. Yeah, I respect what you're going for there. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. On the upside, MP replenishes automatically and quite quickly. And That's unbelievable. Un- it's, 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 exactly. Un- <laughs> yeah, like, the yeah. there, there are listeners out there that are like, yes, I 100%, 100% agree with the notion that it's unbelievable and Jeff's tone. But, <laughs> yeah. Jerry, you don't understand. Unbelievable. Unfucking believable. And every other turn, it's like super fucking fast. Like in a battle, every other turn in a battle, you're getting an MP back. So you can run out of magic missile. And by the time you get that fucking mage over behind the asshole who has a guy still in front of him, He's got another magic missile. He's got it. Ready to go, you know? And, right. yeah, I mean, on the overworld map, it's every couple of steps walking around, you get another one. And that's usually a rest of some kind required in these games. <laughs> like, or right. or traditional D&D, you have to rest to replenish, you know? Um, so it's just, the, you know, it's just the way these systems work. It's crazy that they were just like, nope, fuck that. <laughs> and well, especially because I, early, I early Ultima that. is like a direct extension of the popularity of Dungeons and Dragons. So the idea that they took that part of the system and just said, fuck that is crazy. <laughs> well, you guys are talking like wonder why I'm not excited. I've, I've just been waiting for the other shoe to drop because like once I figured that I had so much magic, like I kept thinking I was going to run out. Like I can't heal or I can't use undead or I can't use repel again. And it keeps, I keep being able to use it now. So I'm kind of like, Okay, I, I assume it's gonna not. I assume I'm gonna run out of magic at some point and not be able to use it, but I'm. It, it doesn't really happen. Well, when the enemies get difficult, more difficult, because you know that's a perfect example. The the magic missile never gets more powerful, and if you use right. the the flame, you can only use it once. It uses so much MP, and you know what it equates to for me is my wizard's flowchart in battle is just as many magic missiles, like the you know five magic missiles, and then he's done attacking probably, <laughs> you know, until he replenishes and gets another one a little later on. So that is a very, very short lived economy, basically when you get later in the game. And even the, like, you know, the, I would say even the C class monsters that I've, uh, maybe even, maybe even D uh, you know, the, you're not even killing one with all five, maybe all five. Really? Of those. So, mm. you know, his utility becomes, I just cannot stress enough, fucking borderline useless the second you get out of those tier one enemies, you know? Well, shit. I don't know. Man. Yeah. I, I keep seeing, I feel like everything I've seen, and I, granted it is not a lot, people are using like two mages. So I feel like they, it's, they, I have they would be too worse. Once you power up. But here's the thing. <laughs> we still not do it yet with the power. Not like, you don't, Nothing, you know, they, they, I'm on level five or six, and that mage is the same fucking dude. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's super mm. fucked up. We'll get there, though. So, Loric Disciple Yuri pointed out on the Facebook page, and I hadn't even fucking thought of it yet because I was still early on in the game, and, it, you know, the inclination and need to had not arose yet. There's no running in this game. Oh, yeah. Ooh, wow. Right. You cannot run. Yeah, because it it never occurred to me because I don't want to. Right. But one day I will. You will later. <laughs> you will later. And you and cannot. You cannot. At least oh. I don't think so. I mean, he said that, and he seems. I mean, I'm gonna trust that dude. 
Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. fucking. <laughs> if he's commenting on, I'm trusting him. <laughs> yeah, he fucking he, he chimes in a lot. He seems to be very savvy on on old video games, so I trust his thing. You know, it, it, it did occur to me as I were sitting here say this that I have not tried to like go to the edge of the screen and walk off of it. I'm gonna do it right now. It's a good idea. <laughs> I, I feel like that it, it's not gonna work though. <laughs> I'll let you know but how yeah, it goes. You know the idea that there's no flea feature uh, again, just like spitting in the face of every piece of fantasy role-playing game uh, rulemaking in the history of man. <laughs> but think about it. It kind of makes sense, though. If if they can chase you down and they've made the environment to, like, slow you down, why would they then allow you to escape? You know what I mean? Like, the, it's all built around, like, hey, they're closing yeah, in man, on you. But It's battle time. Figure it out. <laughs> like, yes, generally speaking. And I'm not even saying that it should be likely that you can execute it, but you should have the option to try, especially because in so many other ways we've talked about how praiseworthy their level of like free will that's granted to you in in this in this game world. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. I can choose to fight the king, but I cannot (laughs) choose to run away. Right. And that's that's because you've taken on this quest. No, there's no cowardice. There's no cowardice. Right, that's in true. Yeah, Tessaria. there's no shirking from your duty here. <laughs> oh, by the way, I just tried to run, and it's not possible. Yeah, get your head I, in what the game, I did was soldiers, time to fight. I got one character to the edge to the edge of the screen and tried to go that way, and they said you can't go that direction. So I got all four characters to the bottom edge of the screen. They said you cannot go that direction, and then I tried to go to the sides of the screen, and you cannot go that direction. If running in this game means you get to the other end of the screen, it's not worth it. Because <laughs> you won't make it. That, that would see that that is a that would be a cool implementation of the difficulty. Like if you want to do it, that's fine. But you gotta go through those motherfuckers first. Right. So like that I mean I'll give it a shot that, here. That would be a cool way to do it for sure. I applaud your level thoroughness that I would have if I were gonna try that I would just take it the one ass. Oh perfect. I got one fucking skeleton I can get everybody to the front of the thing. Yeah, there you go. Word. Well, another fucked up thing, and maybe you guys haven't even experienced it yet on the level one fuckers, but the enemies can attack diagonally, but I've discovered yeah. no way to accomplish the same for your character. What? Yes. I have not experienced that yet. Okay, so your frontline guys in particular is where it, who it'll affect the most, because the enemy AI is seemingly relatively bad in that if you, you know, they, they're just monkey see, monkey do, they don't, they don't... If, if you know if they're they go to the nearest thing and they just mob it they don't there's no level of strategy to where they would like one guy would pursue a backline character that you have hanging back there and are clearly trying to keep out of melee range you know what i mean so right. <clears throat> what it usually amounts to is you have the three you'll have three assholes just mob in front of your one frontline character and all attack that character every turn and that sucks when that happens mm-hmm. and then when you kill something have no choice but to only be killing the thing in front of you and or to the you can't attack to the sides i shouldn't say that but tradition most often you're going to be attacking directly in front of you and once you kill that thing it would be ideal to not have to burn a fucking turn just to take a step and walk in front of that thing at least <laughs> if the if the enemy can attack you if you stay in that spot, the enemy will not move and just keep attacking you, and you can't attack it. You know what I mean? So right. the idea that you have to burn a fucking turn moving over in front of that thing really sucks. So uh, something that is essentially, a, you know, like if this was tabletop gaming, this thing is adjacent to you. 
Correct. Like it's within grapple range, and yet I still cannot. Correct. And it, yeah, it's hyper fuck too. Just yet another just a fuck you knife turn. Just got to the end of the screen with one character. You cannot go that direction. End of the screen with all the characters. Cannot go that direction. No running. Matt, can you imagine how blown our minds would have been if that would have worked, though? <laughs> right. <laughs> that would have been pretty incredible. I feel. I feel like I, it would have been like. Like I don't know. You know, everything has happened by now. There is not nothing new exists or nothing new under the sun. Yeah. But you know, I just can't picture anyone else having tried that ever. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, no running in this game, so keep that in mind. Yep. Caves, man. Oh, it's so bad. The not too far down the equipment upgrade road, I chose to yes take the 350 gold blowgun with a damage level four over the 250 gold spear with a damage level of six for Odie my Paladin. And that should tell you all you need to know about the appeal of letting battles devolve into melee combat in this game. You don't want to do it. You do not want to be within fucking striking distance of these motherfuckers at any time. And there's no reason to be because the blowgun is going to achieve the same thing for you, basically. Uh, early Again, early on, this will change uh, later on. I'm not going to get into it and ruin the surprise, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit I just discovered something too and who knows how much gold I just wasted doing it but you can max out in gold on one character the max is 9,999 huh. that's what I would guess fuck <laughs> <laughs> for like 20 minutes man <laughs> I should have checked that that's on me though that's fucking that's like early gaming 101 Jeff your stats always pay attention to your stats don't and know. double check you can fucking go another uh a digit you know right oh, that's actually important um yeah like fucking <laughs> when you're going from three from 999 to 1000 you're gonna want to check that and when you're going from 9999 to 10,000 you're gonna want to check that too yeah, it's like the in, in Dragon Warrior, what was the max on experience? It was like 65,500 or something like weird it's, ass. Not... It's like 65,000. 655 or something. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Super fucking weird. Not necessarily round number, even within the spectrum of, like, computer divisible by eight numbers, you know? Right. I guess the story, I guess the moral of the story is, kids, check your status after every single battle. Right, that's why they call it status. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, generally speaking, yeah, the battle system is just not a lot of fucking fun, in my opinion. The, the easy fights still take way longer than they should, unless the unless you use the propel on dead casting lands with perfect, you know, sweeping eradication. But, and then on the flip side of that, the hard ones are just soul-crushing. When you, like, you see things breaking bad and you, you know there's no chance of coming out in a condition you can emotionally cope with, you know, it's <laughs> just, I mean, like you said, your, your, your save's coming. I am on OG hardware. I still, I just, I just hit reset. YOLO. Because <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? You, can, you know you're going to die, so you can either waste the time dying or you can just get on with it. And, yeah, and, and the fact that it's so punitive that that's your solution it's fucked. <laughs> These games are no joke. Poor Jay here is, is like finding that out as we go. It's just fucking miserable sometimes. Yeah. Certainly can be. So getting into gold halls for these battles, and frankly the ones much later as well because it doesn't fucking change all that much. It's between, I would say between 40 and 80, you get up to maybe 100 in some cases. I don't think I've seen it hit three, three digits yet. Again, even... 
in sea level. Wait, really? Yeah, it does not does not if it scales at all, it's minuscule. Holy shit! Because I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe like I should like level up a couple times, like because I'll certainly get more gold. That's what I thought too. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I'm not ever. I don't think I'm gonna level up at all. <laughs> There's no benefit. It's all punitive. I'm telling you, as far I as I can tell, I have not fucking seen a reason to do it, and that's I, yeah. yeah. Obviously, to progress, and there are. I don't think we should talk about the now. There, I, I have clocked some things that are that are part of the system, you know, that require you to do it, and also there's things that you have to do out in the world in order to level up, you know. So there's like there's a, a yin and a yang to the level up system that you don't always get to. It's not just a straight just get XP shot thing, you know, which is it's kind of interesting actually, but. As far as if you're not trying, if you're not trying to do that yet, if you're not trying to take steps in the narrative, there it seems to be a completely counterproductive thing to do. And you get so, more hit points, but well, well it's, it's not worth I, remarking on, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the so this gold must be extracted from chests that enemies leave behind on death, and they are almost always fucking trapped. We we already mentioned that, and if you trigger a trap. There's a good chance one of these three things happens. You and have, they all suck. <laughs> yeah, there are, there's no upside to it for sure. The you you have the the one thing is all party members take some damage, usually nominal amounts. I would say at least it's like 15 to 20. Uh, I've found. I've had much more. Have you really? Okay. So, oh my god, I've had up to like 50 something, dude. Wow. I, I, I've dude, not I've, had anything like that. I'm not fucking joking, dude. I feel like I've had like 87. <laughs> that's fucked well i mean i don't know, it, you know maybe, i'll yeah. confirm it next time i encounter it maybe i'm about to blow your mind and and uh, something uh that's a bit of a spoiler i'm sorry if that's the case but the other things are the opener can catch a cold and how the fuck are you catching a cold from a treasure chest trap <laughs> yeah. are, you, are you asking that question in covid world in 2021 <laughs> yes wash your fucking hands <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know, uh, but you know, but the thing is, I think even the most advanced bioterrorist could not deliberately plant COVID on a chest surface in in modern day, and and accomplish what you're <laughs> suggesting is possible, or and, or at least and, what happens in Cesaria. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is, you know, this is clearly a more primitive time, and I don't see how. Jeez, that doesn't seem realistic to me. They're just breathing their nasty ass goblin breath on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of sneezing and then shut right. the chest. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I keep interrupting. Uh, so the other thing is the opener gets poisoned. And as we already mentioned, the poison character loses one HP every step or until they every every step they take until they're cured. And having a cold, I'm not entirely like I don't even know exactly what this does. I even like checked the actual instruction manual and went through the hint book, and neither neither explicitly explain what happens i did see in the manual that colds are contagious so other party members can catch it if it goes untreated so that fucking sucks but i don't know exactly what it does you have to assume or i have to assume that it's some level of kind of poison thing where you just lose hp periodically it, it certainly didn't seem to be as trackable i only caught a cold once i think uh it doesn't seem to be as trackable as the poison thing i've rolled around the cold a couple times I didn't notice it spread, but maybe I'm crazy. Did you were you able to clock like what 
the adversary. No, not necessarily. That like that one I just kinda roll around with. When I get poisoned, it's either like load the state or fucking go get cured. So yeah, either condition requires a hospital visit or drinking from a spring, which are only, as far as I know, located down in dungeons, or a there's spells, I think, to fix these two higher up in the trees, but none none of the spells that I know do can do that. So interesting. I've only taken now, damage. Oh well. Keep open them, Jay. You'll fucking <laughs> <drink them. laughs> figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Don't you? No, I, I did. So wait, just to be clear, my experience with chests. Yes, I, I'll say it this way. I just want to make sure that you're experiencing the same thing. Um, one of two things. One of three things is going to happen, and then there's things that happen after that too. Uh, you open the chest, and nothing happens. You open the chest, and damage occurs. You open the chest, cold occurs. You open the chest. That's actually four things. Um, and poison occurs, but it can also happen. Any damage, poison, or cold can happen to either one or all of your party members. Can those happen? I, I know the damage. I thought the damage happened to all. I did not know multiple people could be affected by it. I haven't had that happen. Where multiple I, I mean, you know, the, the community listening, our fans, I suppose, as they are, they can judge me if they want. But when I catch that fucking four-person poison, safe state. For sure. <laughs> I would definitely. Dude, that's, I mean, just the, look at the numbers. It's 400 gold, and I just made 37. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But it's not, not sustainable. Definitely not a net positive. <laughs> right, it's just not sustainable, so. Yeah. yeah, I have not had that happen. I mean, you know, the, well, first, before we even get to that, the, the, the way these treasure chests are, Jab had me having fucking fantasy star flashbacks on SMS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> Once again, like, there must be a very fucking strong uh chest builders guild in Cesaria because <laughs> apparently every fucking Joe yep. Blow has several yeah. of them. Business is fucking booming on the treasure chest front. We <laughs> cannot we cannot make enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, Jay, you fucking lucked out and missing that. Uh, well I don't know. The game was generally good, I would say. I shouldn't say that. Uh, but fan the original Fantasy Star and SMS had this chest problem where every enemy drops a chest and just about every one of them. I think actually maybe every one of them. That game every single one, yeah. Yeah, It was less punitive, but still annoying, if I recall correctly. <laughs> because like at that point, like yeah, they both the systems suck because, like in the Fantasy Star one, like okay, you're just making me go through an extra step to acquire the thing that is mine, which is silly. And then this one is so punitive that like, OG hardware people like you, Josh. It it. It just seems like it would complicate the matter so much. Uh, it does if you don't. I'm, I'm, and I'm, you know what? The more you talk about it, I'm thinking you don't know this. And I fucking, I hope you're, I hope you're sitting down. <laughs> so, luckily, the willpower spell tree has a low-level incantation called "open" that, when successful, tr- triggers the trap but does not affect the caster. Yeah, I was aware of that. I just don't have it yet. Um, you don't have yeah, it. With your plat? Oh, your MP is that low. You don't I'm have two MP. Oh fuck that blows! She's, she's a strong lady. She's yeah, not it's, wise. It, it, it's five, so both my paladin and my ranger have it, which means I have two cracks of this each time. And oh, okay. It's oh, like, so that that would put you in a situation where if you don't, well, no, because when you walk around, you gain it back, so eventually you'll be able to open any chest. I was gonna say you have to like keep track of which ones you. I guess you don't know if they're. Anyway, sorry. Go on with your with your, with your thing. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So it gives me two cracks at it, basically. And I mean, yeah. If you walk around, you could come back to it. Uh, right. That's you know inconvenient, of course. So 
honestly, if I if it, like it'll it cannot work sometimes, and it'll say. Thankfully, it does. It just says like the spell doesn't work. It's not like it doesn't work, and then you don't know, and you get fucked when you open it or anything, which is nice. Right. Them, I suppose. But the yeah, I will have the two spellcasters take their wax at it, and if they it doesn't open, I'll then just roll the dice with Todd the thief, and you know my best best case scenario is R the chest was trapped, but Todd avoided it. And right. Frequently read and enjoyed. Um, quite a few times in my you mind find that your your thief avoids the chess or the trap <laughs> well, exactly. yeah i was gonna say like in my mind he's best at it but there's nothing in the manual or the hint book that backs that belief up whatsoever right <laughs> you know, so i could be totally wrong you know right um, but yeah he's the one i always use to just open it and i've only i think i've only had bad outcomes on that one or two times you know so between the three tiers of risk there uh of, of continually upscaling risk i usually can get the gold without incident you know and, and when the spell actually works i guess it's, it's worth saying that when the spell works it usually triggers the trap but it says that the spellcaster avoided it you know so right. that implies that the possibility exists that they can become still get caught slipping you know and, and maybe it's just a super minuscule percentage because I've, I've literally had that happen zero times after using the spell countless ones so mm. You know, my guess is that if it can happen, it's like a negligible possibility. But I like to think what's happening there is they're telling you like that was a wise choice to do that because it was trapped. Right. Hopefully. You know. Yeah. I, I know if I ever do have it affect me after having all these times where it didn't, I'm going to be super annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm annoyed enough playing this game. I don't need any more. So finally, yes, let's turn our attention to leveling up. And, you know, on the surface, it's super straightforward. <laughs> I didn't, mm -hmm. you know, it took me a while to figure it out because there's nothing. He doesn't tell you, the king doesn't tell you how many XP you need before your next level up. But it's super simple in that every 100 XP, you can go to LB and say, what up? And he changes his condescending tune about your lack of know-how to, because you have done so well, I will give you more power. And then you get 100 more HP. It's every 100 experience? Yep. Oh, shit. Dude. I'm about to yeah, laced. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of the interesting thing because you, at least I think I don't know if I, I think I went there with enough for two. I think you have to talk to him every time, so you can even determine how many times you're gonna go. So when you do go execute this level up thing, if you ever do it, <laughs> the you'll you'll right be now. able to yes just talk to him a bunch of times in a row, and or rather you'll have to talk to him a bunch of times in a row, one for each level up. Right. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. So when you do that, you get the hundred HP. Yeah, 100 more max HP. I don't believe it even gives you the HP. <laughs> this is an extra fuck you. But <laughs> you go figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's fucking it. There's you get no more MP. You get no new spells. You get no increase in attributes. You get no fucking nothing. And I genuinely could not fucking believe that was the case. I thought like I thought my eyes were playing fucking tricks on me the second time around. Like to level three. You know, I didn't even like really. Like, that was, like, level one to two. I was like, okay, well, you know, whatever. It's first fucking level up. Maybe it's nominal, just an HP. But to level three, nothing else changed. I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> right. What uh, what experiment was I about to run at the king here? Just leveling up, I guess, to see. No? What we were trying to see, though. Well, to see if you could, if you, if he leveled you up, all of them. Oh, and you're saying he does not. Right. I, I think it's, I think you have to, you're going to have to talk to him to get each new level, even though you have the, all the XP to go up however many levels, you know. And that is well. You know what? You won't be able to go to all of them because oh shit, a, there is a gatekeeper. I don't know. I'm actually try to try to do it. And oh, it it actually it took me to level five. Did it? it so went all from two to okay. five. Wow. Okay. 
That's interesting. Okay. And then what does he say now? Uh, let me figure out. Because I, I know I, re I read the, the, the book enough to know that there's some sort of gatekeeping here at five. Right. Return when you have found the mark of kings. Okay. So he tells you explicitly. Okay. Yeah. Copy that. Save state out of that. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Take me back to baby times. That's interesting. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I presume you guys have not seen any other games from Loveland either. Jay, you're even further behind Jad there. So he has, He's not yet created a party, so. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely has insufficient experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, you have to believe there's a way of doing so, right? 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 <laughs> fucking, there's got to be a way to fucking get fucking more powerful. There's got to be. <laughs> yeah, fucking. There's got to be something we're missing here. Yeah. Well, then how do you, I mean, how do you get these other skills? I mean. There's got to be, right? Fantastic question, Jay. Fantastic question. Do you I have think... the answer? I don't have the answer. I've been playing this game for fucking two weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know the answer. I, I at least have a theory, and I'm not going to... I'm not going to... I'm not going to throw it out here. It's not worth... We wouldn't gain anything from me postulating my theory, so... Right, it's proven correct, yeah. I'll, I'll sit on it. Talking facts and not uh, fake. Correct. I, I, I don't have nearly enough supporting data to say it out loud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just fucking blowing smoke on Twitter by saying <laughs> Right. And fucking, who was the guy that we were talking about earlier? Who's listening? The disciple? Yuri. Oh, Yuri? Yuri? Yeah. I, I don't want to embarrass myself in front of Yuri. <laughs> yeah, Yuri, Yuri would be fucking hot. <laughs> fucking idiot. Why would you even say something like yeah, that? Spreading some misinformation like that, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> You're going to dissuade people from playing Ultima. Right. Could be considered community service. Speaking of HP, figuring out how to replenish that early on is quite a pickle. So the end doesn't heal. The hospital doesn't heal. I don't have a cleric, and neither the plasma painters. Yeah, seven max MP allows them to use heal from the will stealth tree. So yeah, I would need, I mentioned it earlier and just in passing, but I would need to coin a new RPG term and call them healing walkabouts where i am yes just as you mentioned burning up food just walking around town to slowly let these fucks heal and what a <laughs> terribly tedious thing to have to do in a fucking video game i think it is the ultimate fuck you to an rpg player to have no readily available and apparent manner of healing in the early going tutorial period of the game like that is just next level fuck you from a development standpoint, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why this is so funny. It's just so hilarious to me because I have not had that experience because I have a cleric. It's just, it's so funny. That's like, I, I think my choice of party, and what's funny is my, because earlier I was talking shit about how, like, I want to distribute the attribute points the way I see fit because I know what I'm doing. Well, if I put more wisdom on my uh, paladin. I might have a fucking healing spell and I might not have these problems that I have. Yeah. Or if I'd fuck, I was like, I don't need a clerk. Like, like I, I want a heavier hitter than that. And well, now you're paying the price for it. How much? Oh, yeah, I shit the bed so bad. I only gave him 15 or her 15, I guess. Fuck. I gave, I think I gave wisdom. Yeah. Jesse has five. Yeah. Odie, I get 20 strength, 15 dexterity. What the? I mean, I thought she would have to hit things, so that's why I gave her. That's like I also I like the, I think we might have talked about it during the 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 book episode, but like I don't know necessarily what the skills do. Like some of these early games can have like 
they can get thing they can get strength confused for instance so you, like your strength will just like affect the amount of damage you do melee or a bow right so like i don't know if i'm having any fucking this is my party's a mess <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah dexterity could easily have influence on to hit projectile damage or all yeah also to hit but it could be projectile damage that, that, that's based or here's the thing josh it could be neither of those <laughs> yeah, it could be nothing yeah and and i just don't know i cannot stress enough you know unless there's some behind the veil statistics numbers that fuel the outcomes of these events that your characters do in battle right like you know, we have these four attributes that we can see that we know that we have control some at least control over in our creation of the party now there could be numbers behind the scenes that we don't know and i mean i guess there's no way to know that really unless some psychopath has broke down the code of this game but like yeah i mean we just we just, we just don't you know it, 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 the the equipment you get has to raise one of those things unless there are hidden numbers, I guess is what I'm trying to get at here. And it has to do something. Something right. has and, to do something. And I'm telling you, man, <laughs> I bought the fucking silver bow. We haven't talked about it yet. I bought the silver fucking bow. I used that guy's suggestion and fucking cheese the shit out of fucking making characters, character embryos and fucking just fucking stripping them down and then throwing them into the fucking wood chipper and taking their gold <laughs> and their fucking equipment and selling it and fucking cheesed and got the silver bow. And I don't feel like that motherfucker does any fucking, oh. I mean, a little bit more damage, a little fucking bit more damage, but not anywhere near the level of effort required, particularly to traditionally acquire 7,000 gold, right. let alone fucking cheesing it with that fucking, you know, abortion tactic. So right. like, ah, uh, I don't know, you know, and you know what? I, on that topic, you talked to that one guy in one town. I don't know. I don't think we we hit it in our, the two towns we uh, talked about already. But I, I've bumped into someone somewhere that says like not to worry about your weapons so much that you oh. need to power your guys up. You know, your your characters. So I mean, I, I get oh. you know, there's in game effort to tell you <laughs> that that's a fucking waste of time. But well, <laughs> some degree. I mean, okay, that sounds good. But how the fuck do I do that? Right, exactly. Yeah, where's the yeah, where's the fucking uh, companion information there? Yeah, you know, whatever. Maybe that's told you by someone else that I haven't got to. But either way, like you know, the idea of how much time and effort you can spend, and the, there being a gold economy, and that you can acquire these items that they don't have, that they have that little of effect on. You know, I'm I'm fighting. Uh, you know, it's not like I'm not off fighting Exodus with this thing, and and seeing no big difference. I'm still fighting chumps and. Right not seeing a difference and like the idea that the silver bow doesn't eviscerate the the lowest level enemies in one hit is appalling yeah that's so that's freaky actually yeah which would in theory support my claim that magic is supposed to be like op in this game if i remember reading that like seven years ago yeah, I mean, you know, if I could, like... It's something has to... Look, let me put it this way. <laughs> Some attribute has to affect something. Some weapons have to affect damage. Something has to do damage in this game. <laughs> There's got to be a ching in the armor somewhere, you pricks. <laughs> and I'm going to find it, you little shits, but it's kind of annoying at this point. Yeah. 
So yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, on this back to this healing bullshit, like you, 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 brilliantly, I can't, you know, I'm I'm uh, offended that I didn't think of it to some degree or another. But you you devised the brilliant idea of creating a shell healing corporation in the form of a cleric that you could just bring into the game to heal everyone, then save and remove them before continuing on with your adventure. You know, <laughs> that's the wizardry style is what I called it. Sure, yeah, and, and, and yeah. Even think about that though. Even that requires resetting and still some of the healing walkabout bullshit because you can only heal twice with the cleric character before right. needing to replenish MP and the heal Which only scores replenishes you. much quicker than your HP. Sure. But the the heal the heal only scores you twenty five to forty. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's much faster, don't get me wrong. But, but I would not call it an actual like a substitute for like a normal system of like going to the end and getting healed for a set amount of gold. Right. Yeah. I mean yeah the, the heal the heal spell only scores you like twenty five to forty, I would say, on the HP replenishment range. So mm-hmm. you know, you know Fucking like you know, I have the I'm level five with some of these characters, and it's 550, and like, most fuckers get down to 200 something, or God forbid, even less. Like, it'll takes a fucking long ass time to to, mm. to bring in the, the shell corporation, you know. So, right. <sighs> God, if you're in like a cave, how does that work? <laughs> <That'd be dope. laughs> Come to think of it, it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. You, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I had you know. <laughs> I don't even, you know, I could, I, I could spend another hour on the fuck you's down the caves, so I'm not going to take us there right now because we're just not. That, that's running long as it is, but yeah, for, for another time. But yeah, I mean, you know, you don't. It, it, there's, there's extra fuck you's down there that I found even on those first three levels of the fucking thing, you know, that are just, they were just like unbelievable, like what? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Ah, uh, yeah. So suck, dude. And uh, yeah, there's, there's. You, can, you know, there's mage has that ascend spell and a descend too. Like, I, mean, huh. <laughs> like, I don't know how know. to get spells in this game though. Like, oh, God. well, you can use. I mean, this you know, the wizard with max intelligence is able to use ascend. You can use it. I think once. I want to say it's 15 that you expend using ascend, so you can get yourself out of a thing. Like, there's a whole thing though. Like, you don't. Should the way the ascend it. works, it doesn't. I I don't like. I oh, think okay. it doesn't. You don't. They're, it's confusing as fuck down there, man. Even with the map, it's right. confusing. And like when you use ascend, yeah, I don't understand where you're coming up. It, it's no, it doesn't make, it doesn't correspond with where you were on level below. I know that. I actually, so. I actually was worried like about the ascend and descend spells in the same sense as wizardry, where like if you use that fucking teleport spell, you better know where you're going, right. or you teleport yourself into some rock and yeah. you're never coming out. Yeah, is that how it works in wizardry? I, I don't think oh. you could like the way they fix that problem here, instead of what. I think a much more logical solution would be to just bump you a space or two to somewhere that's not in solid rock. <laughs> uh, but still, especially, you know, and, and the thing about in this game, you know, the level, the dungeons are all the same size. So, you know, right. yes, there might be a wall there on this block above you, but, you know, they still are relatively the same deal going on dimensions and what have you. So the idea of, yes, just having a proximity drop to wherever you use it on level below seems to make the most sense to me and seems pretty doable from a coding standpoint. But what it seems to me happens is each level has a spawn point for uh-huh. ascension or descension onto it with the spell. Okay. That's kind of how I've gathered it because there's, well, I don't want to get into that, but yeah, there's, there's a, there's a definitive marker in that first dungeon that I kept turning up on when using the spell. So like, mm-hmm. I, I think it like picks a certain point in each level to take you to. That would be a good programming workaround. I guess it's not. It's very. It's a terrible role play. I think, in my opinion. Yeah, because like a wizardry to answer your question. Uh, yeah, if you teleport 
Like, you pick the spot that you're going to go to on the map, and if that is just solid rock, then you're dead. <laughs> ir- ir- irretrievable and dead. Yeah, you can't even drive your body back. That's nope, you couldn't go fucking make another party and go get the guy, so you're fucked. Your ninja is just in stone now. That's fucked. We're so, gonna play wizardry one day. <laughs> can't we do it? Yeah, I don't think. I don't know, man. I don't think I could. Jay would probably lose his fucking mind, but I think I don't know if I, you know. You would probably lose I, your fucking mind. I, I think after this experience, I, I don't know if I'll just take us into some crazy shit again. On it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot already, and we're not very far into it. And I'm a fucking, you know. M.I.K. He told me, if you're going to do it, finish it. So I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no matter how much pain it causes me. So that healing complaint officially filed, the grinding economy in the game doesn't feel at all like the cycle you get in Dragon Warrior Final Fantasy, where you go out into the field at max HP, MP, fight until you've expended as much health as you feel comfortable dwindling down to, and all your MP, then return town to rest, return to town to rest, rinse and repeat and that's weird you know it's early on it, 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 it to me it was much more about the food and even that was you know clearly not nearly as frequent of a thing so like I, I found myself returning to town only when i was ready for an equipment purchase and and not when i needed a resource refueling you know and that is just such a break from or a deviation rather from the way these games work it was fucking weird <laughs> you know, super like fucking like weird. i said man part of my part of my like what what naturally developed was like i don't need to go to town i don't need to go to the king i don't need i cannot go anywhere to heal so i just stay out in the field and fight and then i go buy food <laughs> almost never go to town yeah. fucking weird that is really all i have for tales of the grind do you dudes have fucking anything that on your bullet point list that we haven't covered? Uh, the only thing I got is I could not believe, and I, I discovered it by accident because I apparently didn't read the book. Um, I thought Repel would work like the normal Repel in normal games. <laughs> yeah, the things would just leave you alone, right? Yeah. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you can use it in battle, and it's an area effect and kills the lowest level enemies, and it's fucking incredible. So, had no idea if discovered it by accident changed the game for me. I actually probably made it playable for me, to be honest. Man, and fuck, how much would I actually love to have a Dragon Warrior repel? The idea of you'd be able to make those things fuck off in any way, shape, or form would be fucking a, a really nice... Wait, in Dragon Warrior? In, in Dragon Warrior, you use repel. Yeah, you don't get in random encounters, right? That's how that works. So what I'm Correct. saying is, if, and, and if, if, if you had a spell that had a similar effect in here, I would really like that because then you could make, you know, it would be less about r- physically running away from those things, and they would just fuck off if you... Right. Try it, I'm, tr- I'm trying it right now. I was thinking, like, maybe... Because it's doing that thing where it just says failed. So, like, no. I don't think Evidently, that. repel... That, that's not how you use that word, game. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how that word works. Well, I mean, you know, the definition of the word is for something to fuck off, and... It I mean, I guess killing them is that. fucking them off. Yeah, they do fuck off when they die. So, you know, it's not a total incorrect contextual application of the word. but Right, and I suppose at the time of the creation of the game, uh, the, the connotation by which we all know it now had not yet been established, maybe. So... Right. Certainly eh. not. Especially because we're leaning heavily on Dragon Warrior and our assumption in this conversation. 
that definitely was not out for six months. And that's something we haven't mentioned yet. You know, right. uh, I will mention it actually in the next thing. Uh, so it, it's on my list of things to talk about. But the yeah, it's uh, Dragon Warrior is not out yet. So, you know, everything they're doing here. And, and we talked about this a bunch of times with Dragon Warrior, too, and gave it all sorts of breaks about how it didn't. You know, there was no pre-existing, and we were wrong, actually, come to think of it, <laughs> now that we're talking about it, because yeah. there was a pre-existing benchmark by which to make judgments and be able to look at things that didn't, didn't work and, and and make your own choices in, in response to that. So, you know, uh, that really, maybe we should have looked at it more punitively on the Dragon Warrior side. But. And I would I would counter that by saying that these games were probably in simultaneous uh, development. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know. Although Nobody's, you know, you're not no, talking actually, to the other studio, like, hey, what are you guys doing? No, 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 man, because you get, you know, you got to keep in mind that you know the, all these things hit in Japan way sooner, you know. So yeah, and this game was out on not NES before that, so right. yeah. But you know, I mean, I, there's only I will give it the break certainly in the sense of that there's only there's minimal overlap to trying to put this game on a controller based console in 1989 and right. playing it on a PC in 1980. It's not that different. Well, I think it's massively different, is what I'm saying. I mean, because I think with you know, having to, you don't have a, a a mouse, you don't have a, you know, you don't have a keyboard. You have just a very limited set of input that you have to make all these things happen via. And I think that's a totally different. Well, way. I mean, I, I say it's not that different. I guess I'm assuming that, like for instance, in the PC version, like your options are talk, magic, fight, status, tools, give, get, climb, sure, food, sure. horse, sure. gold, order, bribe. So. If that's the case, like, I don't know, what do you need a fucking computer for that for? <laughs> uh, yeah, true enough. Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's some, there's some, like, there's some things that make it harder, there's some things that make it easier, I suppose. You could, you could not make, yeah, you cannot port King's Quest or Police Quest to NES. I know why, because there's no fucking way you to did. type, like... There's King's Quest, King's Quest 5 is on fucking NES, dude. When did that come out? Late. And oh. only the one? Right. Okay, it's not worth it. Exodus Castle theme, and that means it's time to talk about the fashion in which we're going to track status in this particular side quest. And we can't just do the same thing we did in Dragon Warrior, because that was only one character. So we have four characters here, and fuck you, I'm not tracking four people in my little fucking graph shit, so we're going to have to make a decision here about which character from each party to pick and why to do so in a way that will make it at least compelling, if not appropriate, in how we're comparing. So, you know, I threw out the idea of, like, the first or the last character because there's a certain level of the way you order your party determines what kind of role they play, you know, and therefore would give you a comparable tracking them against each other. So, um, or, you know, yeah, I mean, like you said, also the disparity could be interesting in itself and just pick whoever you like the most, you know, or want to talk about the most, maybe. Right. Forward. So, I don't know. Well, what do you my i was thinking of it in terms of kind of who i think of as my main character my main tune which is the wizard you know the one i named after myself it coincidentally also the last character on my list so that would be the one that right. kind of you know everybody else is expendable 
but the <laughs> person I want to keep alive. <laughs> this person's not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, similarly, as useless as he is, I would never take Todd on him. I mean, I don't think I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna see see it through with these four people. I get you know I guess the game is capable of forcing you to to deviate from that plan regardless of how steadfast you may be in it. <laughs> but I you know I would never want to take Todd out of the party just because he's Todd. So. Yeah, you know I could do him on that basis. He would probably be super boring to track, but if you had a thief, yeah. he opened a chest today. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah but even, even from the, just the numerical standpoint, though, you know, I mean, I, I started him as a because as a, you know the intelligence and wisdom. He has no spells casting, so to me, as far as if I understand the application of those statistics, which I'm not supposing or surmising that I do necessarily, but in what I expected them to have utility wise they had no benefit to him as, as a thief so i just dumped and the most you could pick on any attribute is 25 and you have 50 to work with so he basically has 25 strength 25 dexterity and that's it very straightforward <laughs> is there anybody else in your party that's kind of more representative of kind of your leveling you think uh, i mean you know they're all i as far as where i'm at level wise they they have the Platt and the Ranger at level five, and Todd and and McBean are at levels four. So there's not a big difference there. Right. You know. Nor you know again for the purpose you know this first it doesn't that doesn't matter <laughs> for this purpose of this first status update because nothing but the fucking HP is changing for any of us. So or is going to be different rather. Well, not different. I shouldn't say. I guess the attributes will be different. But as far as actual change and foreseeable change in the future, I guess maybe is is, is what I'm getting at there. Is not gonna. I don't expect it to change anytime soon. Anything but HP <laughs> you know, and XP, I guess. You know, but I don't know. What's your What's your thought on this, Jeb? Is the king dead? No, he fucking killed the shit out of me. <laughs> um, and now I'm fighting some guards, and it's going actually worse. <laughs> which uh, you might expect. They're professional soldiers. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll track Jab the Ranger. Interesting because a, it's me. B, he has both access to both trees of of spells. So, and again, like I mean, to echo what you guys said, not that anything's changing, but I'm told one day it does or can. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I guess I'll track Jab. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's that's easy on my memory. I'll be able to just fucking remember the names without having you. Fucking pretty much everybody, everybody's own personal character, pretty much. Yours is uh, Jay. Yours is 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 Jay, like J A E, is, is its full name. Uh, I, th I think so. I don't I'm not in front of that <laughs> game, so I'm not sure. I can't remember if it's Jay or Jerry now. I don't know. It doesn't okay. say it when I pull it up. So. Man, right, I just okay. killed a guard, and it was not, worth eight. You have, I think if you points. go to the select the individual, it goes to there. Maybe not. Okay. It might just say. Um, I don't know. I, well, it should be. It should be. It'll be in the table if you go to the. If you like, select them in conversation with the king or something like that. It'll say their names for sure. Right. Um, okay. Well, let me know when we get off here, so I can appropriately style the the graphics and such. Okay. Well, fucking. Uh, uh, let's just do our status updates then for these characters. So, Jay, what is Jerry's or Jay's status? So he has obviously 25 MP, 150 HP, 56 experience points, and 147 gold. Okay. And what are the attributes, though? The strength, dexterity, intelligence, wisdom? Uh, strength, we got 5, dexterity, 15, intelligence, 25, and wisdom is 5. 
pretty close. With my mage, I went 10 10 25 5. Nice. <sighs> Jab. How's the, how's the ranger doing? Jab the ranger has 25 strength, 20 dexterity, 5 intelligence, 0 wisdom. He has no MP, and he has 250 uh, maximum hit points. If you care, he has 1,849 experience, which I'm not cashing in. And uh, the party at large has approximately 11,000 gold. I really hope you use gold for something in this game. So you, you've you gotten him 1,800 experience, and he does not have any MP? You have not been using the undead thing? I, that's... That's another, uh, we should talk about this just very briefly. He can cast Undead and Repel and has no Oh, fucking... even without MP. Even yeah, with... duh, duh, duh. It's duh, unbelievably duh. useful, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, yeah, that makes sense then. I was say, that's crazy that you accumulate 1,800, even if you were fucking just on turbo, man. That it would be a lot of melee fighting. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're, he's had a blowgun since as early as he could. And then I, he used that for a while before I understood that he could use um, a undead without any MP. And then I realized that repel was actually an area of effect spell in battle and not the world map. And you could cast that without any fucking MP. I don't understand this game. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's the fucking status update then. And, you know, I thought the last thing we would close out here with is we could just talk a little bit about our thoughts on the game here and the early going and, you know, just kind of our broad takeaways, especially after having discussed it at length with each other and, and being able to, you know, maybe universally wrap our minds around it a little better with a little bit of group group think tank action, you know. Uh, maybe, Jab, do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go for it. I mean, I, I feel like I pretty much just summed it up. I don't know <laughs> what's going on in this game. But having said that, there's a lot about it that is very familiar from, you know, like a classic RPG standpoint um, that I'm not... Now that I've got the... the Now that I under, understand how the game works, you know, the controls and everything and how fighting works and leveling and... Well, actually, let me not say that. At least I understand how to acquire, like, experience points and gold. Um... I'm not intimidated by the game. I just don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, that's a fair, fair uh, summation. Jay, your 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 toe is is particularly dry on this toe dipping here. So, <laughs> well, no, it's it's not dry. It's just I've gone in, did a bunch of battling. Somehow it meant nothing, <laughs> and now I'm starting over again. So I, I to pull a term from the business world. This game has high barriers to entry. <laughs> like if I didn't, if I hadn't played other RPGs that are fun, you know, if, if we hadn't been talking through this in group texts and other, you know, and, and committed to actually playing this game, I would have tossed it by now. I would not have continued playing just because of the clunkiness and some of these things. But at the same time, you know, I feel like there's a game here and hopefully like it, It'll make sense. Like, I feel like I'm kind of getting it a bit more now. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Josh? Never, yeah. Uh, never have I played a video game where I felt like it cared less about my feelings than this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh, I, I truly, I mean this from the bottom of my fucking heart, I cannot imagine 
rolling back the RPG evolutionary scale any further than this game has done or, did, or does <laughs> for me. You know what I mean? It, yes. It, it, what, what, like, on, I thought of this the other day. Uh, and I, I can't think of what I wish I could think of what the exact fuck you was that made me think of this exact terminology. But it's like a never ending day at the DMV. It's just <laughs> it's just one tedium slathered punch in the face after another, just one after the fucking other. Like you like you think that's the dumbest, most opaque, most tedious thing a game can throw at you? Nope. I got something better for you. you know? <laughs> like, this one's ten over, times worse. Yeah. It's just over and over and over and over again. And you know, and I have no you know, it's like when you're there, when you're at the like, you know, no matter how frustrated you are at any moment. You don't let it get to you too much because you you have full confidence that some dumber shit is going to happen before you leave here. You know, so, <laughs> like I, it just you know it's 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 just incredibly brutal. Um, Yo, in in particular for me, and and this is something I was going to bring up during our last uh, game ep or episode, Magap rather, Josh. Starting to play this game, it was particularly stark contrast because Courtney really got me. She loves Dragon Age Inquisition and she's like super nerding out on it. And it is this same thing, obviously, on current gen, last gen software where you have a party and, you know, I my party basically matches the party that I have in this game. Only that's a game where I know how to move each of my characters and I'm not missing attacks. And, you know, it's just everything that this game will be in 30, 40 years. That's amazing. <laughs> is Dragon Age Inquisition. And so <laughs> when I when I had to step back and start this game, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, this is just no, that game stripping out all the fun. Like, right. way I'm back. I'm just playing a less game. fun version of my favorite game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so that's why it was so hard to pick up. And I was just like, oh my gosh, why? Like, I just can't. So I had to put Dragon Age Inquisition down for a bit to even try to enjoy this at first. And that's the struggle. No joke. I think part of the reason, I mean, it, it, it does not surprise me that Josh and I said the things we said and that you said the things that you said. Because, like, we have, we've been steeped in this, you know? Like, we we were, you know, forged in the fire of these games when we were young. So... <laughs> We we have certain understandings of things and like, you know, there's certain clues that you can pick up that one can pick up on as to like how things are going to go and like what's in store for later to a degree. You know, obviously some of it's still a surprise, but um, the point is like we're, we're simply put, we're just like more prepared for this than you are. And uh, that's I cannot imagine. I really I literally do not have the frame of reference. I, I cannot even pretend to imagine it what it would be like to encounter a game style like this that is as unforgiving as this game is. Like, Dark, <laughs> I don't know that even, like, Dark Souls, which I've never even played because I'm not interested in that kind of game, I don't even know that Dark Souls would be an equivalent. Like, Dark Souls is just, like, repetition until you get it. This is just, like, I don't know, man. It's, it's like Josh said, it just does not care. Opaque, yeah. it's, it's like they, they made a game and they're just like, I don't know if it's good or not. I don't know if the, the, the math works or not. Fuck you, play it. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i you know all the what, what the, you know the concept that you just laid out there like for me that aspect of <laughs> being forged in the fire <laughs> uh <laughs> makes it harder for me oh yeah I, yeah you i have i have this better. set of expectations and this right. set of understanding of of the just the most basic granular function of a game like this and this game 
fucking throws it all out the window. <laughs> it's <laughs> outward markers are still there. Like it, it looks just like it'd be indistinguishable from Dragon Warrior to the layperson's eye. Yeah. You know, like I'm sure the music, the sound, the commands, like it's they're all there. The outward markers, yes, are there, but what's the bones are not the same. Yeah, I mean, I, I frequently have absolutely fucking hated this game while playing it. I've just absolutely just sat there and be like, I cannot fucking believe I did this to myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was apprehensive. I was ready to like, I was like on the edge of my breath cursing you two like, I was apprehensive about this damn game. <laughs> I let these two guys talk me into it. <laughs> Dude, I, I could tell <laughs> I that you, I could tell that you very much had this feeling where you were like, like sometimes you have to like yeah you, everyone knows their friends right and like you know when to back off and like I haven't known you that long but like I could tell that we were like one bad text away from being like then I quit <laughs> and I fucking quit. <laughs> you guys play it, I'll play the next one, but I'm not playing this one. Yeah, yeah, it's totally social. It's a totally a social pressure thing. Like I think about it and uh, Jay, I don't think you ever met this kid, but. I was in fucking Cancun, or not Cancun, Jamaica, in spring break with Brad, uh, Brad Brown, Jay. And we were fucking hanging out, and we're, like, fucking with a, a whole group of people, and we're fucking, like, the, we went to, have you ever been to Jamaica, Jay? Oh, yeah, I've been there four times, actually. Have you, okay, so have you been in Negril specifically? Uh, no, I have not, actually. Okay, well, in Negril, there's this place called Rick's Cafe, and it is, you... It is a bar, basically, that's on this huge cliff and at the top of it. And you, the way you, you can probably get to it from land, too. But the way the most people get to it by way of, of these glass-bottom boat rides that you take and go out into the water and fuck around. And then you pull up to the base of this cliff and you have to walk up all this cliff. And the thing about this is kind of, well, I believe it's semi-world famous. Um, the thing about this cliff is, or the, about this bar is, you go there, you drink, you hang out. And you don't walk back down, you jump down. So, yeah, you Whoa. and it's like so they have. I think I want to say I want to say it's like forty something feet that uh, the cliff the cliff is above sea level there, and you know it's like a there's like a kind of a, a little bit of a bay a basin thing that is I guess semi safe to jump. But I mean, you're fucking everyone's binge drinking. It's fucking spring break environment. It's the, it's the most insane thing to me in the world. I think that it exists. But you know, then they have like actually have a show that they have going on where they have. Uh, these locals that like climb the trees that go up like a hundred and something feet above sea level and they like hang by from one arm fucking them from the branches and then just drop into the ocean and shit. So there's like you know, crazy ass shit that's all structured on the idea of you having to go knowing the whole time as you're going to this place, like, you know, the stairs are there. You can walk your way back down, but you'll never hear the end of it. Right. <laughs> don't do that. Right. Yeah, right. So, you know, the whole and I am terrified of heights. I don't know if I ever said that to you guys. I am fucking absolutely terrified of heights. Uh, unless I can do roller coasters I like, but like a free thing like that, like I would never skydive, you know? And I probably yeah. I probably thought at the start of this day that I would never jump off this cliff. But <laughs> yeah, the whole way we're fucking we're going up the fucking thing. We go there. We drink. We hang out. And I remember being in the bathroom, but Brad and I both took a piss at the same time. And I remember both of us being in front of the fucking mirrors in the in the bathroom and like looking at ourselves in the mirrors. And he's like, "Are you ready to do this?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> 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 he's like, "All right, well, let's go." And then we, 
<laughs> and we walk out, and dude, you walk up to the edge of the cliff, and like, there's a dude. They have a dude there. Is like, I guess he acts. He's like the safety valve of this fucking scene, you know. And uh, but he just all he, he's, a, he's sitting in a chair. He's not even. There's no equipment. There's just a dude. I picture him not even looking at you. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> he barely does. It is like because like we're you know every asshole's talking there, whatever they have their spiel like oh they're gonna fucking do whatever they jump cannonball blah 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 blah. And like the only thing the dude says, the only thing I heard him say to anyone was, I highly recommend pencil. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever you I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I don't, whatever you think you're going to do, I suggest you don't do that and you do what I'm telling you to do pencil. <laughs> and, yeah. And like, and you know, I, it, it just like the whole way up the steps going to the bar, there in the bathroom, I'm sure the whole entire time I was drinking, walking up to the edge of the cliff. I was telling myself there's no way in hell I'm doing this, but you're there and like no way in hell. <laughs> there's no way you're getting out of it. There's just no way you're getting out of it. Yeah, you gotta that, do it. And that's where I feel Jay is in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is I think uh, like the, having had this discussion and then we have the the, the text chat going as well. Um, the the text between this discussion and then the upcoming text chats, text you know basically tips from you and I, Josh. Uh, Jay is going to be able to, like his next playthrough, as it were, where he restarts essentially, is going to be much more informed and better. Sure, sure, sure. After having this discussion, I, I would think it's, yeah, I mean, you know, it, yeah, you know, all that, sh I, all those terrible things I've said here in the last few minutes, like when I calm down, if, if I can calm down, when, when I calm down, I, 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 and like look at it through a 1989 release lens that, as I mentioned, it predated Dragon Warrior's drop by six months and, I mean, you know, they were fucking blowing the barn doors off of what an NES game could be with this thing. You know what I mean? So there's this, there's a ton of interesting shit in here that no doubt makes me want to see it through just to see what it's going to throw at me. You know what I mean? Right. And like the, the thing we talk about with praise that is so interesting in these games is the discovery, is the finding the systems, understanding your world. And, you know, like you talk about Subnautica, like just literally learning the physics of a new universe is what it, it amounts to, you know? And like right. that is what is most appealing about these games. So the idea of shitting on it for having its own unique standalone one that requires you this acclimation phase is wrong, you know? And, and, you know, I, I, that is what I think has, has kept me and pulled me out of those dark moments and kept me fucking <laughs> through it is, is, is that experience possibility, you know? And I mean, don't get me wrong. I will not feel bad about cheesing it in any way at any step while I do so <laughs> as demonstrated by that fucking uh, abortion tactic. So like, you know, I, I th that uh, I don't care how I get there, but I do want to get there, you know, and there are yeah. things like there's been, you know, the I, 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 I st there's just a thing that I just I, I told you guys via text. Like I just so badly want to talk to you guys about and I cannot fucking wait till you get there because i thought it was so fucking cool and so unexpected and i've never seen anything like it in an old school rpg like this and when it happened i was just like like right before it happened i was like no way are they oh my god that's so cool <laughs> and like you know and it fucking happens and i was just like oh fucking great you know so like you can't get that level of surprise without some hardship so right uh i i look forward to it and, and nope. there are there plenty of pros you know or i shouldn't say plenty enough <laughs> it is enough so that is episode two of our side quest of ultima exodus for the nes the next side quest up if we haven't all hung ourselves from our shower curtain rods from playing this game 
We'll talk further about our quest to slay Exodus and maybe actually a little bit of baby stepping down the narrative in the game. And you can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided by whatever dumbass company that serves up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on whatever platform you do listen to if you enjoy what we're doing here. The website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash isohpod. You can email us directly at isohpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the pod and banter with us on the Facebook page and the subreddit and talk shit to us about our gameplay videos on YouTube. The links to all of which will be in the show notes as they always are. Jab, talk to us about your social media accounts. I think everyone everywhere should delete all of their social media. <laughs> Jay, what are your gentlemen? JB, <laughs> undeleted. <laughs> gentlemen, JB without the second E is pretty much where you can find me. I am on Twitter at Josh Folan. On Instagram at my shift key is broke. My gamer tag is two minute Todd. Okay, I can't believe you shared that. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>